What are your superpowers again? I've got an 18-inch Kong here. Fake Mark! This is not facts. I'm, I'm stating facts just because it's my opinion, and my opinion is facts. I'm not a big fan of nudity in television and movies. Most of the time, it's just for... They're like, I had a blast, and I'm having a great time. I'm glad they did, but the only thing I had a blast in was in my pants when the credits rolled and it was over. And his name is John C. You're listening to Filmmaker Mike and the Boys. Yo, everyone, you're listening to Filmmaker Mike and the Boys. Joining me for this episode is Sequestered Jester. Hey, everybody. Pinhead. Suck my dick. And Kuya. We are family. I got all my... No, I'm What's up, guys? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, we got it. Go ahead. good. Be good. All righty. So we're finally, I think this is the first show of the year where we're all complete. Yeah, yeah I think so. And it is uh, Sunday, January 23rd, or the 23rd. Brady's dead, ladies and gentlemen. Brady's wow. dead. There you, you go. Believe it? You Thank believe God. It? I knew that'd make you happy, Jester. Not another Brady Super Bowl. Gone. Yeah, I'm so tired of seeing that guy on my TV. And he's contemplating retirement, even though he's really not. Oh, man, I, I, oh, yeah. I didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. I think I'm going to retire. Next year, he's going to be like, psych! Come back, back for next year. You know yeah. it. Well, no, in his defense, he already put that article out before he lost this game. So. Oh, yeah, he, he had it ready to go. <laughs> and his, Giselle... witch, his witch wife saw prescience, and she saw into the future. She's like, maybe uh, – Announce your retirement because you're going to lose this one. I can't even. Already had a conjured spell ready to go. Exactly. And it still (laughs) failed. (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, I'm not big on football. I'll usually watch the Super Bowl, but I don't regularly watch games. But this weekend, I've been watching the games, that 49er game. And then I'd watch the highlight because Pinhead was talking about the game earlier and I wasn't really watching it. So I watched the highlights of today's games with the chiefs and um rams and i was very impressed i was like it was games great are really exciting and i'm not hardcore football i'll watch the super bowl like yay cool like you know i'll root for the 49ers i'm not really hardcore 49ers but you know i like i love a good game so i was really impressed um but kuya here you want to show mm-hmm. off your hat properly? There yeah, you go. please do, could you? <laughs> oh, you mean, you, oh, you mean this, this San Francisco 49er hat right here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how does it uh, feel? How does it feel as of yesterday? Got to be honest with you. I almost fucking cried like like a little girl. Almost? You cried. You cried. I almost did. No, you cried. I had I had water water in my eyes, but I wasn't crying. I was just like, "Holy <laughs> shit, we pulled this off! We we beat Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, fucking in in the coldest fucking weather I've ever seen in my life." And holy shit, we we won! So, uh, the Niners are playing with house money right now. So whatever, like I guess we're facing the Rams. So, yeah, we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah, your only other boogeyman has been defeated, and that was Tom Brady. So you're good. You're good. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, um, I, I it's was surprised. Nice. Uh, one of our friends from church 
um, who, who used to live in the Bay Area and recently moved to Oregon, like maybe in the last few years with his family, was actually at the 49er game at Green Bay. He was there in the he was cold. Mike, Mike, um, let me let me explain. He was there in SoFi week eighteen. Okay. He was there in in Dallas uh, uh, during the the wild card game, and he was also in Green Bay. And he's probably going to so, be there all the, all the way. So I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope yeah. he, you know, I hope he has enough money. I'm sure he's pretty rich. So, you know, let's <laughs> you know, we wish him the best of luck. Yeah, he had his Facebook Live. I was watching his Facebook Live, and he had snow all over. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, know, hey, like, that's awesome. The, the Green Bay fan, uh, fans were just like, you know, don't point that camera at us, man. Don't point that camera yeah, at us. Yeah, he's like, I'm filming myself. I'm, fil- I'm not filming you. I'm filming myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Why would I film you? <laughs> oh, man. And Kuya's got, Kuya's got some good backup for the 49ers because he's got my uh, dead Korean war veteran grandfather rooting for him in spirit, whether he's looking up or, or looking, looking down. down. I'd like to think he's <laughs> looking up because he was an evil bastard, but he still loved, and I love him. I love you, Grandpa. You'd be proud. Go 49ers, wreck this shit, go to the Super Bowl, and finish them off. Because, like I said, the dark man is now dead. Tom Brady, <laughs> the dark man, is now dead. Yeah. And this isn't just going for 49er fans. The dark man is now dead. It's anybody's fucking game now. It literally is because the dark man is dead. Tom Brady is licking his witch wife's pussy right now, licking his wounds. The dark man's gone. Fellas, and I'm, and I'm talking to every team, step up your game because it's anybody's gift. The dark man's gone. He's eating witch pussy. It's all you. Congratulations, and I'm done. But at least Tom Brady's eating witch pussy because – Voldemort himself didn't get to eat anything. And I will say, he's eating top-tier supermodel witch pussy. So just know that he's not eating eating Hocus Pocus, Wicked Witch of the West. He's eating top-tier supermodel witch pussy. Like Santeria. Yeah, Santeria. Like like Marie Laveau witch pussy. Like that (laughs) top-tier just... (laughs) Chef's kiss, witch pussy. You know, Get ready because remember, Voldemort returned after you know, and he split off his power in those eight. Exactly, that's why I'm. So he's gonna come back. <laughs> you are correct, Mike, because that that and, and that leads me to enjoy your time, fellas, because Brady's gonna come back for one more, and when he comes back, he's gonna engulf all you motherfuckers because of the witch pussy. So just just like I said. Enjoy your time, fellas. Enjoy it. 49ers, Kansas City. It doesn't matter. Enjoy your time, fellas, because when Tom Brady comes back, he's going to come back like the unstoppable juggernaut because he's going to have sucked that witch pussy into his spirit, and now you are all finished. So enjoy your time, fellas. You get a year reprieve. Congratulations. Which oh. pussy's coming for you? The witch pussy's coming for you in 2023. I promise you. Oh. That's what heroes do. 
Exactly. <laughs> just like just like the peacemaker. Which oh, pussy's yeah. coming for you? Are we even gonna talk about that dumpster fire of a show? Yes, we yes, are we because are. this yes, motherfucker wanted to put it in here because he knows it triggers me. He knows it's one of the few things that actually triggers me, and we're gonna talk about now, it. Be fair. And I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy, I promise. <laughs> Well, but it's gonna trigger me. What's so, funny? What's funny, Pinhead, is you and I will be high fiving the whole time. You know exactly. I mean? I'm be right there and what's you, funny is, <laughs> I went past the three strikes. I've seen all four fucking yeah. episodes. So you there you go. go all the way, baby. I know what. So 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 before we start this bullshit, I know what I'm talking about. I know you guys want to trigger me. That's fine. I'll be. <laughs> I I promise. I promise the show. I promise the show. I promise the show. I will put my fucking. I promise the show. I will not rant or rave at all. Not one bit until we get to the peacemaker. I promise you. If if I do, I'm fired. <laughs> right. So so let's get into the book of Boba and all the good stuff before we get into the dumpster fire. For sure. For sure. That yeah. is we're gonna get into it. Yeah. So just to just to catch up, Jester. Yes, sir. Because as of the last the last episode we recorded, when we were um, since I didn't upload that yet, right? So nobody knows except for the three of us. And now Jester. Um, yeah. Kuya, it's all my fault. I'm sorry, fellas. Kuya dared um, Pinhead. It wasn't a dare. Peacemaker. It wasn't a dare. And then. Uh, no, was it was it so Kuya Kuya promised it, 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 it was it was the suggestion too. Yeah. It was yeah, the suggestion. I, I, you know, I've I've been watching uh Superman and Lois for season two. And then everybody, you know, everybody was like, Oh, teenage angst and all that stuff. And I was, yeah, yeah, I know. Whatever. And, and like, you know, we 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 had like a discussion about it and then I, I just brought it up and I said, Well, if I'm gonna watch the whole season, I might, you know. Pinhead might, might as well watch Peacemaker, and then like you know that was the challenge. That was the challenge. Yeah, man, and 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 you know Pinhead says like you know I'm I don't back out on any challenges. Is it a challenge? I'm like it's not a challenge. I'm like it's just a suggestion. It was the suggestion. It was a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all know that's... your suggestions, dog. We all know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> and to be, to that's be what. By the way, that's what set me off in the beginning before we really got to. <laughs> oh, it. oh, it wasn't even me. It wasn't no, me. it wasn't. So I'm sorry, Mike. I, no, I will fully apologize right here. That fuck got me lit quick. I was on the crossfire. You were. So, Mike, I'm sorry. I will say this right now. A formal apology to Mike. Not filmmaker Mike to Mike. Mia Copa. I think it's hilarious. You got caught in the backdraft. This motherfucker triggered me beyond all. They were going fucking at it, and I was fucking laughing my ass off. And I thought, I even even said, I thought Kuya was going to just challenge Pinhead to finish Book of Boba Fett. Because in that episode... Pinhead said, I'm done with Book of Boba. I, ain't I don't want to watch it. I'm not watching it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. And Queer was like, I'm going to watch Superman and Lois if you're going to watch Peacemaker. And I was like, holy shit. That's even worse. <laughs> and that's when the bomb went off. Now, but when you so by the, way, did, by the way, Kuya, did you watch any Superman and Lois? Mm-hmm. I'm updated. Yes, sir. Oh, he fucking yeah. loves it. 
Good, be, good, because like I'm it. updated on your pussy peacemaker. So there you go. So, but when you when you think about it, Superman and Lois will have twice more episodes than Peacemaker. Oh yeah, and it will be better for it. Um, mm. oh, oh boy. Although, although <laughs> I will admit with Kuya, I will concede to Kuya. This season might actually be absolute fucking dreck. Mm, because yeah. we're introducing a character at the end of the last episode that should not be introduced already. We don't need apocalypse. <laughs> Doom. We don't need Doomsday already. And you're yeah. heading toward that stop. Yeah. I was stop. Like, wow. We Doomsday should not. I'm done. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do it because Doomsday should not be interested. I'm done. I'm, Patience, I'm done. my man. <laughs> All righty. I'm coming down. Let's get into the the book already, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the book of Boba Fett. Also known as Bubble Time with Boba. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the book of Beta Fett to everybody else, too. Oh, oh my God. Man. Bathing with Boba Fett. Oh, my so, God. Chapter three. So we, um, we're going to be talking about chapter three and four. But, of course, let's start with chapter three. Chapter three, the streets of Mos Espa. Mm. Um, we're introduced. So this is, the, this is the episode that I didn't get to watch right at midnight because we weren't feeling well then. And we were like, I was like, I'll watch it in the morning. And then I'm just looking at non-spoilery posts from other people, and they're like, "Power Rangers, Power Rangers." I'm like, "Is it gonna what be what the fuck Megazord? is going on? It's gonna be a Megazord in Star Wars? Like, if there's a Megazord, like, okay, I'd be down for it. Or a Megazord, like, you know, whatever. But then, lo and behold, it's not even that. So <laughs> we're introduced. We're introduced to the mods. The mod uh, squad. <laughs> which, I didn't mind. I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool. Um, they've got different colored um, Moss Vespas, I guess. Obesity scooters. Call them what they are, man. They're just yeah. like little mopeds. Moss yeah. Vespas. But then, and, and I guess, so this is, what, this is what triggered a lot of people. The fact that they have tiny, really shiny Vespas in space, and yet they can't afford water. Yeah, I don't have a job, but I have like. <laughs> I don't have a job, but I got a nice shiny scooter. Oh, dude, I, I could go, I could go all day. <laughs> and I'll do that. mods, I'll do mods all over my body. But then, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense because if that was a teenager, any any average teenager, right? Any average, they would spend more money on video games than fucking water or like eating the essentials, right? Like, who the fuck cares about drinking water? In a, in a desert planet, and the fact that the the speeder bikes are so nice and pristine, it just seems like shiny as fuck. <laughs> they were I, they were I had, That's where I all the water whole... went. They were fucking shining up their. <laughs> Dude, I had a whole spiel about this in my review because I went, I got like upset. Like it was, it wasn't like, like I understood where people were coming from, but my problem was like you said, they're they're poor, right? So when what's his name said they're stealing my water. I was like, oh, okay. So these are probably like some, some Mad Max looking kids, right? Where like they got some, their own machine parts that they've modded onto themselves. Nope. Not, you know, Coruscant looking dudes with uh, 
you know, nice shiny vehicles and nice shiny brand new parts. It makes no sense how they're poor. And like I said, I don't think they fit Moss Isley or Tatooine as uh, like it's aesthetic. I think if this was in Coruscant and these dudes were there, okay, I think that totally fits. You know, I personally don't have a problem with the idea of mods in a sense already, but they don't belong on Tatooine in my mind as an aesthetic. You know, you're, we want more grungy Mad Max looking characters. Kids are they're going to be making their own speeder bikes because they're broke and they're going to be using scrap. Like what was it? Uh, Cobb Vanth and the uh, Mandalorian season two, how he used like a part of a, a pod racer, right. For his mm, right, speeder right. bike, you know, why, why didn't we see that on these kids? And then why didn't we see these kids have their own uh, personal modifications that they made out of scrap? rather than brand new shiny parts. So maybe they stole those Moss Vespas too. <laughs> Who knows, right? Right. I right. mean, then, no, I they, 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 used their, they used mommy and daddy's galactic uh, credits and all that stuff, know if right? That's the case. Well, we saw, because I mean, I'm jumping ahead here, but episode four, we go to the mod parlor. Like, Yeah, they, there's one there. Yeah, they got their own little clubhouse going on. So it's like, are you just hooking each other up or, you know, I, I know I don't, and they I don't have know. like a very famous like musician, like being, being the mod, you know, the mod surgeon. Shit. I'm yeah. Cat. Yeah. Well, I actually like that guy for whatever uh, yeah. reason. Shout, for whatever... Shout, out, shout out to Thundercat, man. Fucking <laughs> legend. For whatever reason, when it's dark, I like the mods, <laughs> but when it's bright outside and I could see everything, it's like, Ew, you guys shouldn't be here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know. Is my opinion. Man. Yeah, that's like the biggest <laughs> thing that people were like whining and crying Power Rangers. I'm like, oh, is it because there's Moss Vespas are Skittles colors? Like, that's it? They didn't build like a super laser cannon to shoot the enemy. They didn't build like a Megazord out of their speeders. I'm like, that's not Power Rangers. Just because of the colors? <laughs> like, come on. You guys. Well, you guys I, I, like I said, here. I agree. I agree. They were looking for stuff, but something felt off that they probably couldn't explain. <laughs> and that I can see that I can see you know that what I mean? something felt yeah. off. Yeah. And I, I do agree that, yeah, I would have preferred to see speeders that they just cobbled up together, but maybe they were like, fuck that. We're just going <laughs> to let's take the Skittles. <laughs> there's yeah. no way. I'm sorry guys, but there's no way this wasn't Kuya's favorite episode. They had Teen Ink's fucking speeders in this fucking episode. He loved this shit. Ink, teen Ink speeders. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a... I, I, I still can't get over the fact that fucking, you know, Boba loves bu bubble baths and shit. I, I, that's right. I, I'm just like... That, that, part that, of his healing process. Get the fucking fuck out of here. He's been... It's been five years already. Cool, yeah. You know, Oh, yeah. We learn about that in the fourth episode. Don't I know, you? right? Why he takes bubble bath? I love a bubble bath. Hold on. What do you mean? I want to clarify this. What do you mean five years? It's like there's a time jump. Did you know that? I know <laughs> I I know there's a time jump, but what specifically are you talking about? It's been five years. Since that incident, since he, he since he crawled out of the, the Sarlacc and he lived with the with the 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 the, the, the Tuscan Raiders, mm -hmm. right? yeah, okay. and it's been like five years. Okay, that's the that's the that's the the, the thing. You know, he should have been what somewhat healed. 
Well, remember, he went back in a second time closer to when he uh, met right. Mando. So he went in again, but maybe yeah, like because a few he's, he's stupid and he can't remember, like, like oh, fucking Jawas took, took my shit. Well, he was passed out. No, he, he was wasn't. fucking burned. Oh, he, oh, he wasn't. <sighs> he was he was fucking wide awake and he got he got he was he exhausted. Got, he got you know what? in the face. If I got railed in the face by a Jawa with that thing, I probably would have forgot to where my arm he, he got <laughs> his ass he got his ass kicked by a Jawa, guys. Well, hold on. He crawled out of the motherfucking vagina circle. The baddest universe with acid. With acid. acid. Doesn't matter. He he used his flamethrower to flame. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah, and he crawled up. He didn't he kill Bill his way like, oh, out of the ground. I'm, I'm going to lay in the sand. And then like, hey, why are these jowls taking my clothes off? Why, why are they taking my clothes off? Oh, I, uh, no, stop it, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> Say what you will, but remember, remember when, when we talked about Mandalorian Season 2 and we were introduced to Boba Fett? Yeah. He was going to work his way back to that armor, and he proved it. Without the armor, yeah. he that's why, and that's why I appreciated the little, the little uh, things that he learned from from the the Tuscan Raiders how how right. to actually fight. And that's he even he, mentions that's... so jumping jumping to chapter four, he mentions when he's t- telling Fennec he was ready to leave bounty hunting that old life behind. Yeah, but um, and he was ready to chill with the with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, he, he fell in love with people, the... You know, they were they were murdered. He's like, fuck this shit. And he's like, I'm done working for idiots who's going to get me killed. So, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, yeah, like, like again, let, let's go back to, to, to episode three with the yeah. mod squad. So he, so when he, when he goes back to his, his flashback to Nappy. Yeah, bubble We're, we're seeing the flashback. Um, and then, of course, he's trying to uh, speak to the pipe leader. Yeah. And obviously there's something going on, like, and then the pike leader tells him, or, or he promises the pike leader, like, hey, we're going to get, I'm going to get rid of the speeder bike gang and you'll, you know, you're going to work with me. We're going to do business together. But when he comes back to his uh, Tuscan, his adopted Tuscan Raider family, everyone's dead. And I'm just like, what the, really? Everyone? Not even, not even the chick? That beat his ass is, is alive. Like she has to be. Like if anyone's gonna survive that, it would it would have to be her. But you know, yeah. everyone is fucking dead. I'm like, oh wow, we're just gaming Game of Thrones thronesing the shit out of this. Like everyone's fucking dead. You're not even gonna see it. Everyone's gone. So and then of course, um, the haunting music, the the choir, the 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 choir music is pretty haunting. I really like that one. <laughs> and then um, he of course wakes up from his bubbly. Uh, his bubble bath. His he bubble wakes bath, up yeah. and fucking chrysanthemum. I'm like, holy shit! What? What? No security? <laughs> Nothing at all? Like it fucking wakes him up, strangles the shit out, starts beating his ass. Like, yep. and I'm just like, is he dreaming? Oh no, this is fucking happening. Like he's getting his shit beat out of him by chrysanthemum. Um, and then of course, before you know it, the mod squad, the Power Rangers attack, came to save him. <laughs> Yeah, and then the Gamorrean guards fall. I'm like, where the fuck is Fennec? What's taking her ass so long? She's supposed to be right there. Um, and then, of course, she follows. The the battle, the, the fight goes all the way down uh, to the lower chamber. 
uh, right by the throne. And then, of course, Fennec hits a button and Chrysanthemum falls. He's hanging on and she throws like a dagger at his uh, hand and he falls down to the empty Rancor pit so that they can trap him there. And I'm like, great. Now they can hire him. They can put him on the team if they like, you know, pay him or whatever. Um, But of course, that's not what happens. Um, At least not right away. And then the next day, of course, we find out that the our favorite twin huts sent Chrysanthemum to to kill Boba, but of course that didn't work. So what do they do? They show up right at the palace and they apologize. They apologize. <laughs> like we're sorry, we tried to kill you. Here's a gift. Here's, Here's a, a rancor. Gift of, we'll, we, we shall give you Danny Trejo. <laughs> brand new rancor. We'll, brand we'll, new we'll, rancor. we'll give you we'll give you Machete and, and his pet rancor. Yeah. Because of course, I mean, who would who who wouldn't be a cool rancor keeper than uh, than uh, Danny Trejo, than Machete himself? So, and I like that they set it up, despite all the whining and crying. And like, isn't that cool, Boba? They set it up. Boba's gonna at some point in that great war or this war that's building up. I think we're gonna see Boba fucking ride that rancor, or at least yeah. that rancor will will back up Boba. He's got he's gonna have Chrysanthemum and that fucking rancor backing him up aside from you know fennec and all his power ranger squad so i if anything we're just gonna see some cool stuff that they're setting up um so i like the scene where um danny trejo or machete is talking to boba about um the new oh i forgot to mention he lets um the twin huts offer chrysanthemum as tribute to boba but boba's like no set him free and i'm like bro what you doing like, just have him on your squad. Like, you know, you got a Rancor, you got a Wookiee, like, fucking Dude. build your army, bro. And he's like, no, you can go. No hard feelings. I was. Dude, a- I, gotta, I gotta say something, too. When he let yeah. him go, didn't it? Um, it I, I kind of giggled a little bit when Kersantan just starts walking away. It was like when you're done talking to an NPC in Skyrim, and then they're just like... Yeah. They just, like, walk out of frame. It's like, dude, where are you going? It's like... Right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, uh, Boba's down in the in the Rancor pit, because the new <clears throat> Rancor calf is there, and um, Machete is telling him about Rancors, and the fanboy moment when uh, Danny Trejo character mentions Rancors were ridden by the witches of Dathomir, and I was like, oh shit, there it is, there it is. We're, get, we're actually getting witches of Dathomir mentioned here, so who knows, sooner or later we may see them on uh, in live action. Um, Probably yeah, uh, Boba. Of course, we've seen him with um, with a, uh, a a Bantha in uh, earlier in the in the flashback of uh, of that episode, or I, I mean, in the in the in the past few flash, flashbacks. So we've seen how he treats uh, the Bantha and the the beasts that, that have helped him. So he has an affinity for for beasts, and he was really curious about the Rancor. So they they were setting it up. So I thought that was really cool, and. Um, We've, he finds out that Mayor, um, they, there's a chase, of course, that happens. And then he finds out <laughs> that Mayor uh, Shais is working the, for the Pikes and the Pikes are going to war. The, the slowest high-speed motorcycle slash car chase in, in the history of Well, car that's chases. what you get with Moss Vespas. I mean, they're pretty damn slow. <laughs> and they're pretty low to the ground, too. No, but the, like the, fucking, the, 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 the speeder that the, the other guy had was, was fast enough. He could have just like went, went straight. But no, oh, let me turn here. Let me turn here. 
Well, of course, they got to keep it exciting. So, oh, my God. But, yeah, that's uh, chapter three. So a lot of people were, like, really, a lot of people online were like, meh, Power Rangers, meh. I'm like, really? That's all you're getting from this? <laughs> Holy shit. I guess. Oh, boy. And then, of course, um, chapter four, The Gathering Storm. So this is where we really see everything connect when Boba finds uh, Fennec after the events of uh, Mandalorian season one. Mm-hmm. And that uh, leads he- into my question. Like, Go ahead. In this episode, we see her get repaired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm stupid. I'm sure I am, but is Finnick an augmented human or is she a full-blown cyborg? That's the that's the question I have because it could it could have been either way. Like obviously, when he she was being repaired, I just that's my question: Is she an augmented human? Because there's a very there's a critical difference. We, we've, we've gotten away from this in sci-fi where we compare augmented humans to cyborgs. They're not the same. So what is she? Please. She's a mod. She's a mod. So she's an augmented human. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank I, you. I'd say that. That's all yeah. I wanted to know in this yeah, episode. All, because all, all her skills. I was very, because yeah. I was very confused because it could have been 50-50 where she could have been a straightforward cyborg, but she also could have been an augmented human like we got in Deus Ex mocking yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's different. Yeah, no. Yeah, so she's an augmented human then. Yeah, that was a good question, though. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that is that is a good question. I'm sorry. I, I'm dumb, but I just wanted to make sure. So. No, 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 because even I was curious because I remember when she appeared in Mando season one, all she got was she just got shut in the gut. Exactly. Right? And I was like, okay. But then when you see the mods here, it's like a whole actual, like, not just a, a, a small part. Because when Luke when Luke lost his hand to Vader in Empire Strikes Back, he got a whole hand, right? Another, exactly. A cyber, uh, cybernetic hand, whatever. Yeah. And here, she, she just got shot in the gut. So you would think like just, just that small part, but it's her whole gut is replaced, and there's even red and blue Gatorade running through her now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's always good to go. <laughs> That's why I had to ask. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had to ask. <laughs> right. No, that's a good question because I mean, yeah, even some of the there's some stuff like when I think about it, like Chris Antan like showing up to you know just like undetected. Fucking who doesn't see a fucking eight, nine foot tall Wookie, big ass Wookie, like go in, like you know, undetected. And there's <coughs> some parts that, like, yeah, even Boba Fett forgetting that his armor, you know, was taken, or like w- that can kind of be explained. But then if you don't, if you don't get that, you don't get Boba Fett coming back to Desert Vagina Hole with a slave <laughs> one and fucking blowing the shit out of it. Fire, with, fire spray, fire spray, Mike, fire spray, fire, fire spray. spray. Fire Sorry, spray. fire spray. But then yeah. here, here's another thing. A lot of fans. I mean, in any of the live action movies, I don't remember. Was Slave One ever said out loud in Attack of the Clones, Jester? No. No. No, right? No. Never. So I don't know. I don't understand all the fans who are like whining and bitching and crying because 
Slave One is not mentioned. Like it's never been mentioned in live action. Right. So what's the reason? And, and again, this is actually going back to Dave Filoni's logic. If I'm not mistaken, this is from one of um, one of the Clone Wars screenings that I attended in, at Lucasfilm. There was a Q&A, there's always a Q&A after. And in one of those Clone Wars screenings, someone asked about the Y-Wing bombers in the Clone Wars episode. For the fans, it's like, oh, Y-Wing bombers, X-Wing fighters, like all these ships, like, right? The only ship that has really gotten like status in, in, in the universe itself is the Millennium Falcon, you can Correct. see. Because everyone yeah. knows the Millennium Falcon, right? Well, he but, called it that. <laughs> exactly. Han called it that in the movies. Right, and then he so. even says, in A New Hope, Han even says to, to Obi-Wan, to, to Ben Kenobi, you, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon, right? right? So right. you can kind of see what George Lucas was trying to do with the Millennium Falcon, like that's the ship, right? All the other ships are just vehicles. In the universe itself, these ships are just vehicles to the characters. For Boba, yes, the slave one means much more because it was his father's ship. He traveled with his father in that ship. You know, he had memories with his father there, his clone. But other than that, it's just a fucking ship. And right. Dave Filoni even said, the Y-Wing bombers in that Clone Wars episode, that Anakin and Ahsoka pilot that they fight in, to them, it's just a bomber. It's nothing special. It's just another speeder. It's just another vehicle that helps them in their mission. That's it. It's well, not like those uh, fans but, that are like, but, but, oh but, my but, god. But, but, but it's canny. But, but, well, but, but, hold, but, hold but, on, hold but, on. It, just because he didn't call it the slit. Okay, here's, okay. Okay, so you have the Razorcrest Starship, right? That's what they're called in canon. It, Mando never says he had a name for his own ship. So it's called the Razorcrest. So we we never heard what are you talking about i'm talking about mando here not not boba so <laughs> so the fire spray starship is his class of ship correct mm. right so boba in quote unquote canon that we haven't uh heard in any sort of media other than books is that he calls it the slave one but he's not going to tell finnick i need to go get my slave one no, I need I need your help getting my fire spray starship. So that way she knows it's a ship, right? So you're gonna say something like that to somebody that doesn't know that you know why? Why? Anyway, whatever. That's my whole gripe with it. Just because he called it the fire spray starship, which is what it is, this the style of ship doesn't mean that it's still not called the slave one. Right. Okay. So unless, that's my whole beef. Unless my question, my question is, <clears throat> did anybody ever call it X wings X wings? Yes. Yes. X wings are X wings. Yeah, they they call it that. But that's, that's the, the thing. that's the class of ship. Right. That's the class of ship. Right. Right. But they actually mentioned it in canon. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well, then there's no problem. Yeah. I I don't think so. I mean, I understand yeah. because, like, look, growing up, I understand. Like when I bought Legos as a kid, on Did the they box, call them ad ads like like like. Yes. AT, um, it's ATATs, guys. It's ATATs. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Excuse yeah, exactly. me. Oh. Exactly. Like, you know, was there it, ever it, a it, mention it, of light it, it, starburst the looking, in there? It's, you the, know? it's the camel looking thing. It's the, the fucking snow camel. Those are the ad ads. <laughs> so, unless they're setting it up to who knows, by at some point in this in this series, he may, re, he may say slave one. 
He and might. that's when yeah. and that's when the fans will be like, oh my god, there it is, there it is. I love Disney. <laughs> well, just just wait. I mean, it, it may not happen now. It may not happen, you know, next show he's in. It might, ha- but it might happen. I'm just saying that he's not calling it right now in this show. Right, he's just not. Right, yeah. right. But well, the only reason why I asked because I'm not, I'm not space wizards aficionados like you three. So that's why I'm asking because if X wings were mentioned, you know. What was it, Kuya? So I don't get admonished at ads or ATS. Who gives a fuck? Yep, that's what I I said when I heard about it. I was being sarcastic. Well, my 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 only understanding to this situation is because were lightsabers mentioned? Were was there ever a mention of lightsabers, or were they called glow cocks? (laughs) Lightsabers and laser sword. Laser sword is mentioned. Laser sword is used, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. By, by little Addy Although I will like my glow cocks better. So glow cocks. <laughs> we're calling them that. Like uh, all I'm saying is I understand fans upset about the slave one not being named or whatever in in this media. I'm just saying because like we grew up with it being called that all the time. And for crying out loud, Robot Chicken even made a joke about it in their parody. You know, with uh, Lando. So, like, well, see, that's, we all, and, and, we and all not knew. to interrupt you, Jester. I'm just I'm, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to understand because I, I'm not being funny. I just don't know. Right. I'm so trying I'm, to I'm, learn from you guys. Right. So. I'm just trying to say, like, we. I mean, I personally, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I guess I personally grew up with it on my Lego boxes, on all the uh, toys that they sold. It was called Slave One. It was never called Fire Spray. Starship. It was always called Slave One. So, us growing up with that, you know, and then and then all of a sudden they change it. I understand people are upset. I'm just saying that, like me personally, that's the style of of Starship. I I don't really care. In my head, I'm sure Boba still calls it that. If he full on says, "Ah, "I'm gonna call it the," I don't know. I don't really care. I don't. You know, if he changes it, then like, okay, I understand. Now I now I see. You have complete reason to be upset, but as of right now, I don't really see any real need to be that upset about it. We we yeah. may get it added later. Who knows? But then, uh, as far as so going back to Mandalorian, he does mention Razor Crest, he right? But that is the that. class of starship. Is it the class? Yeah. So if you listen uh, in uh, season two, uh-huh. um, the two X-wing pilots that are like playing cops with him, right. they mention they mention it like. This is the same Razor Crest that blasted out of blah blah blah. Oh, so okay, like okay. it's it's the style of Starship. Oh, that's right. It's that's Trapper Wolf, uh, right? Dave Filoni, and I forgot. Um, right. What's his name? Appa. Appa from uh, Kim's Convenience. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Uncle Iroh. Uncle Iroh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm forgetting his um, his name and his real name. Star Wars. <laughs> oh oh. Yeah. So what I've learned from this before we move on, what I if I want to learn true Star Wars knowledge, I I look to Jester or Mike. Correct. Correct. Let's move on. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. So from now on, anytime I want to learn about space wizards, I'm gonna go to Jester or Mike. There we go. (laughs) So going back to chapter four, when uh, Boba is speaking to Fennec after she she regains her consciousness um, and she finds out what happened to her. And Boba tells her like, you know, 
uh, I saved your life. And he mentions the, um, what they were, what Boba was digging in the sand for uh, chapters ago. It's the black melon. Mm. So if you, if you drink the black melon, it'll help you. Um, so I guess that has water or that, I guess if it's a melon, it's, it's got to be milk. juice. That's it's got to be some, some sweet, sweet, warm ass Tatooine juice. But um, in that scene, I really like it because when she asks who he is and the way he says, I am Boba Fett, the way he says it sounds exactly like the way Boba Fett said it in the original uh, screen debut of Boba Fett in the Star Wars holiday special. Mm -hmm. When he says, I am Boba Fett, it sounds exactly like it. And then he, and then he uh, follows it up with, I was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. I was like, oh, there's my Tatooine. Fucking love it. So, but yeah, when he says that, I am Boba Fett, like it's, it's perfect. I, I like how she instantly knew how, who he was too. Like yeah. he's yeah. dead, you know, like instantly, not even like, oh, who's that? Right, right. He had a reputation clearly. Yep, exactly. I have a question. Yeah. We're in episode four, correct? Yes. Three. Yep. Four. <laughs> How are the Bacta tanks so fucking powerful? What is the, what is the significance of it? Because he got his fucking back crushed <laughs> for the most part by the you know lunatic Wookie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and Bacta. in this episode, in this episode, he got back in the Bacta tank apparently, and he was fully recovered. Like, how powerful are these fucking back to tanks? So I think he that's needed, all I'm asking. Like, I think these he needed to, must be god tier. I think he basically needed to log in a certain amount of hours in the tank to fully heal himself. That's what I. That's how I took it. Okay, so how how does those hours log in when his back was almost crushed by a Wookiee in the last episode, and then in this episode, you know, for a few minutes, he's like, "Well, you're healed." Yeah, I don't get question. that. So, so in chapter three as well, when when uh, Chrysanthemum attacks everyone, he Boba after they get to trap Chrysanthemum down in the Rancor pit, he tells one of the his guys to get one of the Gamorrean guards who was also injured to his back the tank to, to get healed. Um, right. So I I I'm here on Wikipedia, and it's describing the back the tank. So it's a cylindrical cylindrical tank into which a being could be submerged for extensive exposure to Bacta, a fluid that could accelerate healing and treat major injuries. Bacta tanks already existed during the Clone Wars when the Galactic Republic used them to treat its injured soldiers. So of course, the first time we see this is in Empire Strikes Back after Luke is attacked by a Wampa um, mm -hmm. on, on, on Hoth. Yeah. After he gets his face, you know, pretty much uh, ripped off, Luke is there, and um, he's in that back to tank. And of course, Darth Vader, um, on his on his castle in Mustafar in Rogue One, we see it. Um, Vader, who is already has his armor suit, likes to spend his time when he can in that back to tank because uh, Rogue One. It hurts. It hurts. Well, yeah, it, it hurts. It constantly hurts. So he has to. Um, but, uh, so it says here. A Bacta tank was located in Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar, where the Dark Lord would relax and meditate outside of his life support armor with a modicum of comfort. 
So a portable. So, so that still does. So I get all that. That still doesn't answer my question. What's it? So what's inside those bacter tanks that makes it so soothing and so healing that the, they can the become Bacta. fucking they have the Highlander all of a sudden. It, it's it's probably like the Force Jizz or something. I don't know. Okay, so all so the, no all the Thank you, thank you. All the no, I'm, I'm serious because it's it's just called Bacta. That's basically what it is, and like yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's so like, what you're telling me is I shouldn't take any of this canon or lore seriously whatsoever, like I do Star Trek or Dune or anything. So. Okay, so here, what you're telling here. me is, hey, fuck Star Wars. Fuck okay, Star here, Wars. Here, here's, uh, so I looked up Bacta itself. Bacta is a thick, gelatinous substance with seemingly magical healing properties. It helps the body regrow tissue, including nerves, skin, and muscles. Okay. Fuck, Kuya. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never deny you again. It's, it's, it's space wizard jizz. You're right. <laughs> so... There you go. I'll never, I'll never question you Wait, again. I'm oh, sorry. Speak, speaking of it, though, like if, if it if it uh, allows healing of tissues and nerves and all that stuff, how come it didn't heal uh, Anakin fully? Well, that's, you, when, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, well, um, I'm just asking because, like, if, I'm if so it, like, confused. Repair, I'm done with this shit. Okay, repair, so and, uh, let's let's look at Anakin. Right, what happened on Mustafar? Obi Wan no, told I, him I, it's I, over. I, know, I, I, know I have the motherfucking though. high ground, bitch. And no, he went I, at I, it. I know, I know what happened. But then, like, if, if Bacta is so magically powerful and everything, and it heals and it rejuvenates and, it, and then it, it replaces tissue and nerves and all that stuff, how come he's not a full, a full person? Well, we don't know how long it takes, and then you have to remember. Remember how roasted he was in episode three, and then remember how he looked in episode six. Like he yep. looks clearly a lot better, but he's still not a hundred percent, obviously. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he oh, burned yeah. he burned right there on um the shores of Mustafar. And fucking right. um he, he that's why he has the that's why he has the um the armor to breathe as well mm-hmm. because his lungs were like burned. So So it it'll take a lot longer. Like for example, like instead of like the whatever years that happened between episode three and four and two to six yes. or whatever. Right. It would have yeah. taken them like like decades for, for him to fully heal, probably. Pretty much. I mean, Most you look likely, at Boba, yeah. you look at Boba, yeah. and he got his skin burned from the acid, and that took you know how many, however many four years, episodes, hours, four, <laughs> four episodes, and right. that burns from acid. But when you yeah. fucking burn for Mustafar, um, and let's you see, lungs, let's see, you know, I have a so as a as an average viewer, and I'm not, I have no. From Jester to Kuya to Mike, I have no knowledge on the space wizard shit. But from what I see from these episodes, his training from the fucking Tuscan Raiders could have just made him just as made him just as strong and healed him just as well. And the Bacta tanks are just fucking, you know, technological crutches for him well i want to because, point out again that he, it, 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 it's a problem what makes what makes it a problem for me they keep emphasizing the training with the fucking tuscan raiders mm-hmm. 
We see him in the Bacta tank from episode one to episode now. If these Bacta tanks, like you guys, all of you, say that they're so powerful, in the second episode, the Bacta tank should have healed him, not in this episode. Eradicating the scars. He, he, he's good now. Like That doesn't cut it for me as a basic fan. That's what we call plot holes. That's what we call problems. There's no reason why he's been he's been in the back to tank since the first episode. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Am I am I mistaken? We we saw him in the back to tank in the first episode and we're continuing this. I think, I think this episode is the last one, if I'm not mistaken. It yeah. is, yeah. This is the last of the flashbacks. It's the penultimate episode, maybe, but it's not the last episode of No, this no the last episode of, of him uh, being uh, being in a back to. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That still doesn't take away from the fact that the question I'm asking, because these back to tanks from you guys talking about it are so powerful. How the fuck did he get out of the back to tank? The Wookiee crushed his back because he crushed his back. Let's not be stupid here. He crushed his back. He had to been sit. So would that not make in my search in my assertion, he go back to square one Are these back to tanks so powerful that a broken back can be healed in a 24 hour period and then, if that is the case, that a Bacta tank can heal that that problem in a 24-hour period, why did it take so long for him to have his cars healed? Uh, so, to answer your question, I, I made an argument about how I thought the fight between him and the Wookiee sucked because it was ridiculous. Um, I don't think his back was crushed because he would be dead. Honestly, on I, I mean, Not there's 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 multiple situations. There's multiple situations where that Wookiee would have killed him. I mean, for crying out loud, those brass knuckles of his would have blown his jaw with that punch. So like that to me doesn't really make any sense. Which is why I thought that fight was stupid. Didn't really want to see diaper boba fight massive Wookiee. You know, barehanded combat. I wanted to see him in his armor. Anyway, that aside, uh, I think that the fight, how it went, in my opinion would have messed him up a lot more than it actually did. So I don't think that the writers, you know, who wrote this didn't say that he broke his back from that fight. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Technicalities. He still got, so Jester, can we agree? He got fucked (laughs) up in that battle. Sure. Yeah. So this still, you, you still have not answered my question by that. Are these Bacta tanks so powerful that he got so fucked up in his diaper that he was able to come out of that and be completely healed in this episode? You're not... Okay, that's great. You're not answering my question. You have just contradicted the shit because that's great. We and you both agree he got fucked up. You're going to tell me that he got fucked up in his diaper and then in the next episode, because he got into the back to tape, he's 100% healed. That's what we were told in this episode. I mean, I don't think that's what we were told in this episode. So that once again goes back to my question of 
What's in these fucking bacta tanks that makes them fucking superhuman? Because that's superhuman bullshit to me. I don't think he got messed up enough to have to go back to the back tank because he came in. Yes, he did because he went back to it. We know it in this episode. Yeah, but he didn't. He sent the Gamorrean guard back before he went back. That's fine, but he still had to go back into the back to tank after that battle. And when he did, he was fully healed. He was fully healed because he came out. We we had a dialogue with it in this episode. Yeah, well, I'm good. I'm good. Like my scars are gone. I'm at that. I'm asking what's in these Bacta tanks that are so powerful that makes like you can get you can get. Okay, excuse me. He didn't break his back. He fucked him up. A Wookiee can fuck him up. And he's good in the next episode. What's in these Bacta tanks? That's what I'm asking. I have no idea. No clue. Because it must be God tier shit. It must be God tier shit for him to just, his scars are gone from the Sarlacc pit. That's what you're telling me. His, his battle wounds are gone from the Wookiee, regardless of his, of if his back was broken or not. His battle wounds were gone in his diaper. What's in the back to tanks? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. We have no idea. Just magical cream. Whatever so, you want to call it. There's okay, more. Fine, fine. So more on Wikipedia on Bacta. It says um, Bacta could be used in a variety of both critical and non-critical medical situations. Described as being warm to the touch, the Bacta liquid could aid in the healing of concussions, internal or- organs, and broken ribs. Furthermore, it could be placed in small dishes to help regrow fingernails, men cuts, burns, and other injuries due to its one-size-fits-all use in medical applications. It was a highly prized and commonly used medical treatment for most, if not all injuries. Bacta could also knit together broken femurs. So- Thank you, and thank I, you. When I watched this episode again today with the captions on, when Chrysanthemum is crushing, it looks like he's crushing his back. All it says is bones, bones- uh, Cracking. Crushing or crunching? I think. Yeah. Cra- cracking, I think. Yeah, cracking like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but his back wasn't broken because, you know, when bones crush back there, it's it, it's okay. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what it sounded like. But, but yeah. thank you. Thank you, Mike. That's all I asked. Yeah. So so from what you're telling me, it's 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 their version of the meta jail and mass effect. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah. all I asked. That's all I asked. Yeah. I didn't ask. The, that's all I asked. Thank I you, just, Mike. Thank I just you. found that, too, because I was looking. Well, thank you. Because apparently no one else of all you st- Space Wizards es- experts could tell me this. So thank you. Well, I wouldn't have. Yeah, that, that's the first time I actually looked at Bacta. So so it's the mini jail from Mass Effect. That's all nope. I needed to know. Thank you. Yeah, It's a glorified version of the mini jail from Mass Effect. Thank you. Thank so you. going back to the uh, chapter four. God. Um, basically, Boba tells Fennec that he needs her help to get his fire spray, his slave one, fire spray ship back. Um, because, of course, he scouts uh, Jabba's palace, which has now been taken over by Bib Fortuna. Or Fortuna. Mm-hmm. I forgot who says. Someone mentions Bib Fortuna. And I, I've always just said Bib Fortuna. Um, but someone does say Fortuna in the episode. 
Um, so they plan to, to take it back and they have to basically infiltrate the palace. Uh, Fennec sends a small drone-like droid uh, which basically flies in the palace to uh, survey and scour the palace and see how many guards they're up against. Um, and then of course they find a way in. Um, and when they get there, I thought it was funny because we see a droid. Um, I guess this droid was first introduced in episode two, Attack of the Clones. Um, it's basically a chef droid, a culinary droid, who's like slicing, who's ready to throw down and fight. But before that, um, there's this rabbit droid that Boba finds, and it's obviously afraid of him and tries to run away. Um, and when it, when Boba catches this droid, before it can even alert, you know, everyone else in the palace, it, the droid basically shuts itself down because it knows that it's Boba Fett. Because that's what he basically tells the droid, like, I'm Boba Fett. So, and I thought it was hilarious that Fennec's like, are we done here? Are we ready to move on? Um, so they finally, they, there's a battle and they finally get to, uh, Boba gets to the ship, Fennec covers him because she's, of course, an awesome sniper. Um, and it's a struggle to get the slave one out of the, out of the, um, the palace, but they, they get it out of there. And when they finally, you know, uh, fly off, Boba asks Fennec, where would you like to be dropped? Because basically the deal was, you know, that, um, once he uh, she helps him retrieve his ship back that she's free to go so her debt her debt is paid for saving her life but then she she asks him where are you going and then he, he just uh she just basically says i'm gonna go for the ride um and so as they fly off boba catches up to the speeder bike gang and i love the shot of him in this uh of them in the slave one just you can see the speeder bike gang's like fuck yeah we're we're living life and they don't know right behind them, death is approaching. And I love the cinematography because that slave one goes into action and he's like firing them off with those blasters of the slave one. And then after that, then he basically obliterates them. He flies off to a familiar uh, location and we're at the wreckage of Jabba's uh, sail barge. And of course the, the Sarlacc pit. And never would I have thought that he would go back to the Sarlacc pit after all that, after all he went through with that. Um, but it's great, it's, I, I think it's, as a Star Wars fan, it's iconic imagery of the Slave One peering down and go like straight up looking into the pit of Carcoon, the Sarlacc pit itself. Um, and I was surprised that they're actually, he's actually gonna look at it with the Slave One and he actually, um, for whatever reason, it reminded me of the scene from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when, when Jay is duped into describing the clit and Jay says, I am the clit commander. Jay, Jay says, I'm the clit commander. And he says, you see that? I do this. <laughs> he puts his nose. It reminded me of that because it's basically the slave one putting its nose against the, the, the Sarlacc pit. And I'm like, why am I thinking of this? I don't know why. But anyway, um, before you know it, uh, Fennec tells Boba Fett, be careful. And before you know it, we thought, like, who, who knows what uh, the, the, the condition of the Sarlacc pit at this point, because from the last episode, he burned, you know, his way out of there and climbed out of the, of the, the pit. Um, but then the Sarlacc pit is still alive. That was only a subsection, whatever. 
So it attacks the slave one, it uh, gra grabs onto it, it's pulling it down to try to eat it. And then of course, um, uh, Boba's trying to fire at it, but the blasters are basically covered by the sand. It's not doing much. And so there's a button that's flashing. And I'm like, we all know, uh, hardcore Star Wars fans know what that is. So Fennec unbuckles herself from her restraints and she hits the button. And it releases, of course, a seismic charge because what gets the fans excited about the Slave One is that seismic charge uh, uh, out of all the other things. Um, we've seen a seismic charge detonate in space in episode two Attack of the Clones. We see it detonate in the atmosphere um, in Mando season two and obliterate TIE fighters. And now we're gonna see it uh, uh, detonate within uh, on ground. We've seen it in space, air, and now on ground. And it's underground and it basically obliterates the, the Sarlacc pit. And then Boba, of course, Boba climbs out again because he's burning. And as it said, like you can even see the fumes of the acid, uh, you know, burning him as he's looking for his armor uh, over there. But of course, he doesn't find it because it's not there. Um, it's all just trash, uh, as he as he said. And so after that, um, he goes to. We see him meet with the rest of the. Uh, um, the, is it vassals? The rest of the uh, the the crime not crime lords, but basically the other guys. Running the other guys the that are uh, in charge of uh, most Eisley. Yeah, we have the Trandoshans. We have, um, I'm I'm forgetting the other two, the other two parties. But basically, they're having a dinner right above the Rancor pit, and one of the one of the the heads of the the clan says. Why, what, what if we just kill you and take what we wanted? And then, of course, the Rancor's claws, like claws right at the, at the, the cage floor, and they're all stunned because, like, what's standing, because that guy says, like, what's standing in between us taking, uh, killing you and taking what we want? And, of course, the Rancor is right under them. And they're just, like, stunned because he's got a Rancor now when just days ago he, he didn't have any. Um, but, Overall, like, you know, they, they settle it. He tells them, like, okay, if you're not going to help me out in this war against the Pikes, I'm going to protect um, this planet. I'm going to protect uh, our business. But all I ask is that you do not side with the Pikes. You do not support them. You do not go with them. You do not betray me, basically, which I thought was a fair deal as well. Like, you don't want to help me with my shit? Don't get in the way. Don't get involved with them then. Just do what you do. And if I end up winning anyway, you get to reap, uh, they get to uh, basically enjoy the, reap the rewards. Um, and then the highlight, another highlight of the episode as well is, is it Fennec that says, or it's Boba that says like, um, uh, something like we're gonna get help. Uh, I need more muscle. I need more I need muscle. More. And then you hear it, you hear that famous Mandalorian theme and so I didn't expect that we would get Man Mando back, at least in this Book of Boba, but I guess we are. So, and then some people are saying, no, it's just, it's not going to be Mando. It's going to be oh, the please. other Mandalorian. It's going to be the other Mandalorians. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, really. Because that theme song is their theme song, right? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm expecting Mando. I'm thinking maybe like Dengar and like Boss might come back. 
um, that's old what homies. everyone that's what everyone wants to see those bounty hunters from right. Empire, which I would be totally up for but I'm not expecting it because I don't want to be disappointed you know but if we do get it hey that's awesome um, yeah, gonna... I, think it, I think it's Mephisto guys <laughs> I will I will throw a Hail Mary out here I did in my review uh, Cad Bane teaming up with Boba here Hmm. That's my hail mary. Hmm, but that issue, with, that, that issue with the uh, Fennec, though. Hmm. What about it? We don't know. Remember, what like, remember they, yep. they, they, in Bad Batch, they left in uh, not so good terms. Right, but we don't know Cat, what Cat happens Bane. after that. That's true, but that would also take. That would also mean you know another flashback, or another back to tank of, uh, Bad Batch this year. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. God. <laughs> it's a hail mary that's what i said it's a hail mary i don't know i'm just throwing it out yeah i who knows who knows at this point um but they are setting something big there's no way we're not especially when they say war i mean where, where does this show derive from star wars so they're right. gonna give us a war <laughs> and we're at least gonna see some pretty awesome shit because we've got now have chrysanthemum as well by the yeah by the end of the episode um Boba goes no, to. He, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't the, explain the 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 best part of uh, the episode where he rips those that dude's arm off. <laughs> yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was gonna get to, right? Oh, okay. When, when Boba goes to the sanctuary, uh, before Boba go, goes there, we're back in the sanctuary. Jennifer Beals is actually getting some more screen time, which is great. Which yeah, is, that's cool. And she actually did. I thought she did really well in that that scene there. So Chrysanthemum is looking at Trendosians because Trendosians. And Wookiees don't fucking like each other. So Grisanton is just chilling there. He's looking at these Trandoshans who are living the life and just enjoying their gambling session. And he's like, I'm going to fuck these guys so bad. And he just can't take it anymore. So he f- starts fucking them up. And then Jennifer Beals' character uh, jumps in and tries to calm him down and reminds him of his glory days as a warrior in the, in the gladiator pit or whatever. Um, so, and she even offers him a sweet deal. You've, uh, come up with a pretty high, uh, bar, um, we're going to clear it. If you just leave this poor Trandoshan alone. And he's like, that sounds good. Fuck him. Anyway, (laughs) he rips his arm off. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? And then he pays and leaves. Right. And then uh, Boba, yeah, he actually pays. So, yeah. and Boba, Boba's uh, standing there and he sees all this. So he's seeing uh, Chrysanthemum in action, more of him in action. And she's seeing also Jennifer Beals and how she actually may seem more than, than, than uh, what she does, basically. Because she's actually a pretty, as far as like knowing how to calm someone down and negotiating, you know, but even if it failed. Uh, from a Wookiee, but you know. Uh, anyway, he goes out. Uh, Boba follows Chrysanthemum and tells him, "I'm gonna hire you. You looking for a job or something like that?" And he just looks back at Boba with that badass close-up, and that's the end of chapter four. So I think we have two more chapters or three more, possibly. Three, I believe. Yeah. Just from so, the actors saying that. Wait till episode seven. Right. Right. So. So. There you go. That's uh, chapters three and four of the book of Boba Fett. Um, I know there's a lot of people, a lot of fans who are disappointed with the series. Uh, I think their expectations are why isn't he bounty hunting? Well, it kind of makes sense because when, if you look at it, 
uh, with the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian was essentially a bounty hunter, right? He was also bounty hunting. So it wouldn't make sense if this Boba Fett that we would get would be basically doing the same damn thing that the Mando was doing. Yeah, he got sidetracked with a mission with, uh, with Grogu. Um, and that's, I think, what made the story more endearing because he wasn't just doing the same old thing over and over. And we saw a progression of the character. Same goes for Boba. Um, and it, it's all explained right there when he says that, you know, um, the fact that he was ready to leave everything behind and just chill with the Tusken Raiders, but you know, Speeder by Gang had to fuck it up. And now he wants more. He actually wants to head a house. And that's why it made sense. I love the, 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 everything coming full circle from the end of um, season two of Mando when they overtake, uh, when they kill Bib Fortuna and they overta he overtakes the throne and now everything's come full circle. So I think that's the end of the flashback. Uh, I would say flashback so. Uh, right. Stories. Unfortunately, we didn't get a young Daniel Logan. I know. I know um, there is a young actor though who stood in for a younger Boba yeah. Fett. Um, yeah. And in that, uh, in that picture as well, he's with Tamara Morrison. And for the people that keep saying, stop wearing Adidas and Nikes, Tamara Morrison is wearing Adidas track suit pants and he's wearing Nike flip-flops in that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go tell fucking Boba Fett to stop wearing Adidas and Nikes because he's doing it. So I thought that was hilarious. So that's the book of Boba Fett, chapter four. Um, we're going to get a chapter five this week, just a few days. So we'll see what happens. Um, because it was hinted we're going to get the Mandalorian back. So, yep. Alrighty. All right. Yeah. So, we ready to move on from the book of Boba yeah. Fett to Peacemaker? Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'm just going to be, and I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, they dropped the first three episodes of Peacemaker, and I was like, oh, cool. You're giving us a heaping serving of John Cena. <laughs> okay. So when I watched the first three episodes, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I really liked it. I liked the cast of characters that they had, all fuck-ups. And the dialogue I thought is typical James Gunn dialogue. There were some parts that I was laughing my ass off. That's the, at the beginning with, where Peacemaker is talking to the guy, the janitor at the hospital who smoked weed with him one time at one time. I, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, what stood out to me with the fourth uh, episode is the guy who plays Vigilante, who's obviously off his rocker and is pretty damn crazy. I really like that we're getting more of his character as well. Um, so I was impressed by that. But some of the dialogue in episode four, some of the same old, it, it felt a little bit repetitive by the fourth episode. Some of the stupid dialogue, I was just like, uh, okay, can we just move on now? I get it. I get it. Can we just like move on with the story? I want to see, can someone tell me what these fucking butterflies are? Like no one's telling Peacemaker. I'm like, dude, I would be fucking pissed off too. Like, tell me this shit. Um, I was also surprised because I, I really don't know much about the character um, aside from what we were introduced in with the Suicide Squad movie. Um, and then of course, the father. So the white dragon. 
who obviously thank you for the ASMR sounds. Kuya. I'm sorry, I'm trying to get I'm honestly trying to keep it together. Dude. Like, I, I, I mean, I mean, you know you can mute you can mute while you're snacking. No. I'm sorry. I'm what I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you guys talking about peacemaker, so I'm like eating something to like keep me awake. <laughs> I just like, dude, you're stealing my thunder. Usually, I'm the one that's burping all over the the podcast, and he's like, I'm, I'm trying to keep it together, not to laugh, dude. Like, I'm dying. But yeah, I'm um, like, I'm like fucking. Oh my god. Anyway, go, no, ahead. go ahead, Mike. Keep going. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So yeah, by the fourth episode, some of the some of the same old like dialogue. I was getting kind of tired of it. I'm like, can we just move on with the story? Can we just move on with the action. Like, let's get to these damn butterflies. But I, I like the cast so far. I like each character. Um, so yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? So who who wants to go first? Whoever wants to go first, go ahead. Oh, I guess. All right, all right I'll, I'll go. Um, okay. Well. You know, I, I like James Gunn's work. I'm just going to say that for you know, first off. I you know, I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like you know Scooby Doo. I love his stuff. So, you know, Peacemaker. I was like, all right, this this is probably going to be super weird. And I'm not a huge John Cena fan, so you know, whatever. We'll see it, dude. That I watched that first episode, and uh, I was so like, <laughs> what is this? I mean, for crying out loud, like well, the first five minutes, I see bare Cena cheeks. Like, I, you know, I, I get it, you know, huh, middle school humor. It's funny. Like, I get it. But when it goes on so long, like it's just one dumb joke after the other. And Cena's acting, you know, it was so much better in Suicide Squad. It's so bad in this series. You know, it's, I'm not liking it at all. And it's just constant joke after joke after joke. And then the stuff that I do find interesting is so quickly taken away from another dumb joke. And I, yes, I have watched all four episodes, regretfully. I mean, for crying out loud, like the, the hairy vagina scene, I, I was like, dude, like really? Like really? Why? Why now? Like really? This is so stupid. So, you know, we have all that. And I, and I got, like you said, I got tired of the jokes. I got tired of this and that. The only good scene that I have seen from this series was vigilante goes and confronts peacemaker's dad at prison. That was the only good scene in this series. Excellent dialogue, action, storytelling. Awesome. The rest of the show is so bad. I, I am dumbfounded on how popular the show is and like what rave reviews it's getting. Like it, I am shocked. There's a very few select few that I've seen that people have just not liking it. I have not seen anybody like, yeah, it's all right. It, people either are hating it, like this is stupid. I'm not even gonna finish it, or man, I love this show. It's amazing. And I mean, because like, what is it? Halfway through the third episode, we're learning a little bit about about the butterflies. I just I fell asleep on the couch. I was like, this is so bad. I don't really fall asleep during shows that I'm watching. It was just so bad. This is ridiculous. So I'll I'll leave it at that because I know Pinhead's just gonna go on a on a huge rant which i will be clapping all the way through because it's going to be hilarious but i personally think that the show is ridiculously stupid and unnecessary and i'll leave it at that go pinhead go on go on clear <laughs> um because i'm interested to hear what you have to say i try to give it a chance i try i seriously did as soon as I saw the fucking entrance, um, you know, 
thing on the first episode. I'm like, the dance? What, 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 yeah. I'm like, where the fuck are we going with this? And what, what is that fucking bald eagle doing there? Right? Eagly. Yeah, eagly. <laughs> yeah, and eagly. then he ended up being like, you know, fucking Peacemaker's best friend and all that shit. And I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ. Um, the character in the comic books is way more interesting. And, and, and that's why I so then, I will then interrupt. This, then this fucking version. How of this is bullshit. it different? It, it it's still similar in regards to like you know like he's willing to do anything to maintain peace and justice. That's the that's the whole thing. He he is he is the a, a puppet of mm. uh, of uh, what's her name in uh, the Suicide Squad. Like he, Amanda Waller. You know, Amanda Waller's uh, you know, he he's a uh, he's always uh, you know following her orders and stuff like that. It's not because he he wants to, or it's not because he has a fucking chip on his head. It's just because he wants to. So, what does his dad have to do with in the comic book? That's what um, my the White Dragon is a white supremacist villain. I got that, and, and he um he is. Kind of, sort of, like a villain for DC Comics and as a whole, and I guess they're tying him him in with the the Peacemaker now, just for whatever the hell reason. Um, I I don't like the show. I I fuck, I I saw the four episodes. It 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 gave me fucking Thor Ragnarok, um, uh, flashbacks and and vibes and shit, and I I can't stand it. I, I love James Gunn. I, I fucking love the guy. But but this this is a hard pass for me for, for, for him. He 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 fucking dropped the ball on this one. You know, if he you know, I'm I'm sure because you know, he wants to have like an eighties metal soundtrack or whatever, or hard rock soundtrack that or whatever the hell he wants and all that stuff, then that's fine. But not not even his uh his selections of uh of music like that would would save this fucking thing, man. Like I'm just like dumbfounded in how how the fuck like this thing got green uh, greenlit and not fucking Man of Steel two or any of the other shit that that's supposed to be done. Cause it, this is ridiculous. So that, that's all I gotta say about it. Like I'm just like it, it sucks. I, I I wanted to give it a chance I, again. I was just like. Like I kind of like in the Suicide Squad, I, I kind of thought like the Peacemaker character was kind of funny, you know his uh, his thing with the, uh, you know his rivalry with Idris Elba's uh, character and all that stuff that was kind of cool. But at, at the end of the day, it's it's John Cena overacting again, just like normal. So, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I don't know. This is this is a. Uh, for me, it's like Taika Waititi uh, doing uh, Thor Ragnarok. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan. So go ahead, Pinhead. I'm gonna behave. I'm gonna be nice. I thought this series was absolute trash. I gave it beyond the three. I've I, I'm up to date. I've watched every. I've watched all four episodes. This show is trash. 
from the opening dance sequences is from Wigwams. Do you want to do you want to do, do, do you want to do, do it's garbage? It's garbage. So right off the bat, James Gunn, you're garbage. Because this is your problem. Jonathan Cena, you're out. I already know you're trash because we've had <laughs> a decade of decadence with each other. So I know you're trash. You get a pass, Jonathan. You're not the biggest problem of this series. You really aren't. I will go on record right now. Jonathan John Cena is not the biggest problem of this series. James Gunn is. I will I will even go on to the controversial statement that James Gunn is an overrated hack. He's only done two good films. Two. There's, there's never been any other film better than two good films that he's done. One is Slither, which he copied from David David Cronenberg, a body horror film. He copied from David Hor- Cronenberg. So you bet. So you barely get Slither. You got one. The only other movie you've done good and competently was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. That's it. You're trash. James Gunn, you're trash. And this is a further testament to the reason why you're trash. The dialogue is garbage. The acting, even in top-tier people like Robert Patrick, is garbage. The overall storytelling is garbage. You expect me to... Eagerly, eagerly, eagerly. Good for him. Never have I wanted a bird shot out of the sky more than I've ever wanted a bird shot out of the sky next to Eagerly. So there you go. So there you go, James Gunn. You just made me hate animals, which I don't. But you made me hate them because I've I've never wanted to see a bird shot out of the sky more than I've wanted Eagerly. Number two, I've never wanted to see some um, an actual male. And this hurts me because I'm a male. I've never wanted to see a male's cock shot off more than I've wanted to see it with Jonathan Cena. Jonathan Cena, you get a pass because you're not the problem. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but you're not the problem. James Gum's writing, creation, everything, directing. He's the problem. Because he makes these stupid little... <laughs> I'm in my tidy whities butt fucking a metahuman. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm a brilliant creator. He said it himself in an interview that Eagerly would steal the show. And you're right, James Gunn, Eagerly still stole the show. That proves how very bare minimum and how much of a fucking talentless hack you are as a writer. 
Because if a fucking eagle is your fucking headliner of a show, you're a hack as a, as a fucking director, a creator, and a writer. When a bald fucking eagle, we can all gravitate toward, and I'll, and I'll give you that. We all like Eagly. Even though I want him shot out of the sky, I still like Eagly. That's your best you got. You're a hack rider. That proves to me you're a fucking hack rider. That's gone way beyond your prime. We kind of saw it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <laughs> Sorry. But this shit has hammered home how much of a hack James Gunn is. I gave you a pass with the sequel to The Suicide Squad. Am I correct? He he directed The Suicide Squad, correct? Yep. Mm. I'll give you a pass with that. I'll give you a very bare minimum pass with that. That's three. You're a hack. You need to... And I don't even care what you do with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I don't even care. Because you'll do some nonsensical, dumb fuck, stupid shit under the guise of Marvel. Because you had free reign here with DC and you fucked it up. Peacemaker is one of the worst shows ever on planet Earth. I will even, oh God, oh God, I will even rival it on the same level as Star Trek Picard. It's terrible. It's horrid. It's terribly written with shitty fucking side characters who are absolute garbage. And I don't care about Wigwam's fucking opening. That shit was guard. That shit's that is the epitome of not only John Cena, Jonathan Cena, but it is the epitome of how terrible James Gunn is as a creator, a writer, and everything in between. You're a fucking hack. You've proven this with this show. I, I'm happy that people enjoy this show, but in four episodes, in four episodes of this show, I've been far more disappointed with anything in the last 10 years that the Space Wizards have done. I will even go further and say that this show is worse than Jonathan Cena's professional wrestling career. Oh, yes, it is, because at least Jonathan Cena had charisma and actual well-writing in his fucking, you know, thugonomics. Oh, you can't see me bullshit. In his fucking bullshit, he had better writers than James Gunn and all the other motherfuckers that are writing this shit. Jonathan Cena in Peacemaker is not the problem. James Gunn is the problem. He's a fucking overrated hack that all you guys love to lick his lollipop. 
I hope you choke on his lollipop because he's a hack. He's only done three good films and that's it. And now we're here regurgitate. I literally threw up in my mouth when I was watching the show. So congratulations, James Gunn, with <laughs> fuck your show. Jonathan Cena, you get a pass. I'm going on record right now. Jonathan Cena, John Cena, my boy. You're my you're my new best friend now. I'm gonna support you from now on. But we're gonna crush James Gunn because you don't deserve to have the name of James like me. You're a fucking hack. You've always been a hack. You always will be a hack. Go fuck yourself and your fucking show. Fuck the peacemaker and fuck you, James Gunn. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> Happy now. <laughs> it's a it's a negative one out of ten. So, Kuya, have you mm. seen episode four? Yeah. I'm surprised you did not. You failed to mention your favorite line of dialogue from a character who's who stands toe-to-toe with your views on the Batman. Oh. I know. The neighbor. The neighbor who said, or the, the, not the neighbor, John, um, Peacemaker himself said. Yeah, I know. Batman should just kill the, the villains instead of putting them in prison. Yep. <laughs> So, so you love Peacemaker? <laughs> no, I, I don't like the show. I, I, I dislike the show. The, the line itself is is like not even, it's non, you know, it doesn't even affect me anymore. I, I, I saw the first few episodes and I'm, I'm just done. I don't, I don't want to watch the show. It's boring. Like not, it, it's, it's, it's the most MCU a DC fucking show has ever been. And I hate it. Well, it's got the laughs. There you go. That's why all the frat boys love this fucking show. Is because because that's it's oh it, it's so it's so campy. It's nice. It's just like the MCU. exactly. And th- and I agree with and you. That's this, what I don't is, like. this is specifically so. a show for frat boys. Yeah. So like, nah, I'm good. Like I. And it's making uh, jokes like Aquaman, fucking fish. Yeah. And Batman, you know, and I guess there, there's there's another one coming up against Superman. So I'm yep. like, this is what DC has come to. From the great Zack Snyder to now, yep. this is Broad the current of DC. Jokes. But Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers will, will green, green, light, green light the series when James Gunn goes to them because he thought Peacemaker would make a good series. But, you know, Man of Steel 2, fuck that Henry Cavill guy. Who's only beloved by the fans? Right. You know, yep. we, we can't get that. But you know, Peacemaker series. I mean, you know what? I think uh, we should have our hero singing in a vibrator with his undies on, dude. That's gonna make so much money. Yeah. So stupid. Yep. Ridiculous, yep. man. Yeah, I'm. I'm really over the, the. For some reason, the third, the three episodes, having watching it back to back to back, it worked for me, but seeing that fourth episode and then some of the same old dialogue and was just like okay i'm over this shit. can we just move on with the story like you know so and i will say like i talked to jester in the break room i love how you guys talk about 
you know, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about the overall community. You guys love to talk about, I hate cis male white heterosexual men, but you praise Robert Patrick's character as a Nazi cis male white. Like you guys pop him up. Because most of the people that I hear from beyond Jonathan Cena, their, their favorite character is Robert Patrick's character, the neo-Nazi, yep. cis male, the epitome of the epitome of white cis male. But you, you know, you, you you hate cis males, but you brought this guy up. Good job, dumb fucks. Continuing to prove your hypocrisy. Good job. Good job. Fuck you and fuck James Gunn. I'm done. And then um, I noticed a lot of reaction from the fourth episode. A lot of people, like Jester said, were really drawn to Vigilante's character. And that scene that he had with um, Peacemaker's father, Augie Smith, in, the, in jail. And then like the, just seeing more of that character. A lot of people yeah. were really impressed with... Um, so the, the actor's name is Freddie Stroma. And of course, he sounds American as American, you know. As American <laughs> he's British, huh? But he's a British he's actor. British, and huh? Like when you, when I was watching him in an interview, <laughs> he was thrown off. I'm like, what the fuck? These fucking Brits, they're the Skrulls. That's what. They, they really he, are. They, <laughs> the, the they accent, are. The Brits are just so good at making an American act. Like you're convinced. Like when you see them in an interview, like what the fuck? Because like, I will admit. If I had to pick out one person in the show, it's Vigilante, and it's because his charisma. Right. But see, he, he said those fucking Brits. It only it only did it for me in, in episode four, though. Like it, episodes one through three, I thought he was the stupidest character there. I, I was like, dude, what's this wannabe Deadpool doing? He can't. I, I was just like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid humor. No, no judo judo master was the fucking stupidest character. Dude, he's sawing off yeah. my pinky toe. This is my most important toe. Are you really gonna like? Is this really a conversation in this show? Right? This is still stupid. And you know, like the only the only time I was like, okay, this character is kind of interesting, is the confrontation with his dad. And and then the conversation in the car with um exactly new, you know girlfriend or whatever you want to call her that was the, the only time the and only it's, time and it's, it's so exactly. me and Jester not to interrupt but me and Jester had a identical because that's all I cared about I literally only cared about him talking shit in the car with Jonathan Cena and I I give John, Jonathan Cena credit for that because. Even their interaction between one another and the scene in the prison with his dad. That's it. Otherwise, this fucking show is fucking drag. It's absolute drag. It's poorly written. It's poorly acted. Like no one with a no one with a brain in their head can sit there and say, Yeah, this is a really good show. Like like the book of Boba is better than this fucking show. I'll go on record and say it. The Book of Boba is 10 times better than The Peacemaker. This is fucking unoriginal, brain-dead grot written by brain-dead idiots. So enjoy it, people. Enjoy it. Enjoy enjoy the brain-dead because it won't get any better. We have hope that The Book of Boba will get better. 
I, I will go on record right now. I promise you. There's no hope that the Peacemaker will get better than this. It goes downhill from here, fellas and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it goes downhill from here. I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. So fuck Peacemaker. Kuya was saying Judo Master. Yeah. When when they announced him, I'm like, oh, cool. Judo, another, another like, you know, deep cut character from the comics. But I had a feeling since it's James Gunn, like, and sure enough, let's make fun. Let's make fun of the Asian, (laughs) the Asian guy called Judo Master. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, I actually, I can actually see Vigilante getting his own spinoff show. No, please, God, no. Well, Fucking, like, let's, I'm just this, saying, I can this, actually this see that, that character getting, and it's interesting that a lot of people were drawn to that character when he wasn't in his costume, without the costume. Just, just, just go watch fucking uh, The Punisher uh, on Netflix. Exactly, exactly. Well, if, if, I'm correct, if I'm correct, um, Vigilante is not even, he doesn't even have the same characteristics as he does in the comics. Like, he's not even anything close to what he is in the show. No, not, not even. No. Yeah, not so even like, close. You know, it's like this is a James Gunn's own little creation he's got going here. Wannabe Deadpool and a dumb oof peacemaker. It's like, really? And that's why when this show was announced, I even told uh, Pinhead this. I thought it was really fascinating that of all the characters in that Suicide Squad movie that you could make a spinoff series about. Because you could have gone, right, you gone with Polka Dot Man. Right, right, Harley, right, of course, Harley right, could have yeah, been amazing. Huh? Ratcatcher would have been amazing. Yeah, Ratcatcher, Bloodsport, Rick Flag, Rick Flag, even would make sense. Um, I could see a polka dot man, Harley Quinn. I think they're gonna save her for the movies, of course, because she's like Batman. She draws all the the money. No, draws up all the horny ass fucking frat boys. Well, that's why Birds of Prey was Harley. Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, and then they shorten that title, but front and center is Harley Quinn, right? Uh, but yeah, um, so I'm really curious and interested to see where this goes, because by the end of uh, the ep- the fourth episode, we find out that Mern, Clemson Mern, their boss, the head of their operation, is in fact a butterfly. Um, and I thought it was interesting that we're also introduced to Leota Adebayo, Daniel Brooks, who I love in Orange is the New Black, she, she's actually the daughter of uh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, Which yeah. nobody knows yet. Nobody in the, in the group knows. Um, and I actually like Jennifer Holland as Amelia Harcourt, um, James Gunn's girlfriend, who, of course, gets yeah, a job. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I actually like her character. Um, I, thought, I thought it was – I especially like when she picks up Vigilante uh, – you know, and he can, he just like breaks down and he tells her, like, I think I just made things worse. I was like, oh shit. So, anyway, that's Peacemaker. I think we're getting seven or eight episodes of this. I hope we get two more and then burn it to the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. So, but from, Peace, from Peacemaker, <laughs> from Peacemaker to the Batman. Which is which is ramping up its, <sighs> its promotional campaign, <laughs> and we officially got a PG thirteen rating. PG fucking thirteen. It is PG thirteen. Well, don't act so surprised. We have Lego sets, so 
Of course. There's never a, a rated R film that gets Lego sets. So Deadpool well, did. No. Nope. Yeah, that's not that's too, yeah. Yeah. Not well not the movie. No, well no, Deadpool, Deadpool was actually in a set though. Right. As part of the X-Men. Yeah, that's true, I guess. And way before the movies. So that is true. That is and also when they, true. But but Deadpool 2, when Deadpool 2 came out, when they marketed Deadpool, they had Deadpool toys for the kitties, but it wasn't movie Deadpool. It was comic book Deadpool, but it's a target. Uh, you yeah, can get them. That's the stupid thing. Anyway, I could go on a whole thing. Go ahead. But now they have Deadpool stuff actually from the movie. So um, let's see. PG-13. The Batman is rated PG-13. I'm looking for the actual, you know, how they describe like why it's PG-13. Oh, oh. Um, I'm looking for Eating pussy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Violence and Catwoman. That's it. That's, a, that's what it's gonna be. So, well, I know they're liking the uh, the Riddler to the Zodiac Killer. Yep. Well, Matt Reeves confirmed that yeah. the Riddler is, which is a terrible likeness, by the way. So, uh, let's see. The Batman rated PG thirteen for strong, violent and disturbing content, drug content, strong language, and some suggestive material, according to the MPA. So oh if God. they say if, if they say fuck two times, it's rated R, right? Yeah. You can only say fuck They get one. one fuck. They get one fuck. That's In a PG-13 it, movie. Which I'm Jesus. sure we'll get. Yeah, probably. Yes, yeah. I'm sure we will, Penguin. too. The Penguins are probably going to say it. As his car's flipping? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. We might get the surprise fuck from Batman. Riddler. From Riddler. Or, or, or Catwoman. Fuck me, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. So, right, 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 right. Batman, fuck me sideways. <laughs> so, the official theme uh, for the Batman has been released as well on yeah. a few days ago, January 21st. It's yep. Clocking in at almost seven minutes long by Michael Giacchino. And Matt Reeves even said that Michael Giacchino composed the theme for the Batman right before Matt Reeves saw Robert Pattinson for the screen test. So the theme has already been done way before Robert Pattinson. But Matt Reeves also revealed in an interview that he really wanted Robert Pattinson, but he wasn't sure if Robert Pattinson would be game to play Batman in the first place. Um, but then we also remember that when Robert Pattinson was filming um, uh, the last Nolan film, I'm, I'm blanking. Tenet. Tenet, thank Tenet. you. Yep. So when they were filming Tenet, Robert Pattinson had to make up a lie to, to Nolan himself so he could go for a screen test. He didn't tell Nolan. But he was saying, like, oh, I have a family emergency. And Nolan figured it out. And Nolan said, wait, you're going to test for Batman, right? So, he, I mean, the, the guy made three Batman movies. So he kind of knew already what was up. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, I really like the new theme. Um, at the beginning of the theme, there's a little, there's some hints of kind of like an old Western show. Um, and it reminds me of that shot of Batman walking towards the Penguin's upside-down car. Um, and I love, of course, the bombastic horns uh, towards the end of the score. And then Matt Reeves himself 
just tweeted uh, that he was at IMAX headquarters. He did a quality check screening of the Batman uh, on an IMAX screen. And it looks good, of course. Um, and the toys are now coming out. I actually have the Batmobile here. I was so fucking excited to find it at Target. 30 bucks and you get the Batman and you get the Batmobile. And it's right. sounds. Wait, hold on. Gotta turn off my green screen. But yeah, I was fucking excited. I was like, and Target's got the goods. They're doing the toy reset. So they Ooh. have all the good stuff. Where is my, let's do, turn off my background. There we go. So here's the Batmobile. I still have to open it, but you can enjoy the sounds and the lights. <laughs> so it's got, it lights up on the front and the back. That's pretty cool. There's a bunch of sound effects too. Really cool. And it lights up there in the back. Um, there is a, also a bat, a Batman figure that I took video of. I'll have to share it on our chat. Mm. Um, the Batman figure, it's got the, it's wingsuit Batman. But when you press the bat logo on his chest, it lights up red. And my fucking favorite, Kuya will love this. He even says, I am vengeance. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> the toy fucking says it. So little kids, mm. little kids are going to be like, I am vengeance. <laughs> So, yeah. even uh, though even though he's all about justice according to his fans, so but, hold yeah. up, we're sure. supposed to get two more movies after this. Sure, okay. Mm -hmm. And we also have the running time. The running time has been confirmed as with uh, with credits is a little over three hours. Mm -hmm. Which it's it's the second longest superhero movie since uh, you know. It's two hours and fifty five minutes. Two hours and is that with the credits or with? Uh, it's two hours and fifty five with the with the credits. With the credits, okay. So and a lot so of people barely misses the three hour mark. Right, a lot of people, of course, were like, "That's too long for a Batman movie," but it wasn't long for Avengers Endgame. And when Batman versus Superman originally the theatrical release came out, oh, that was too fucking long. But for some people now. The Batman, a three hour clocking in at almost three hours, isn't too long, which I I thought was interesting because there's a double standard going on. Of course, well, people are gonna watch it anyways. It's fine. Yeah, and then yeah, you guys are gonna go watch the Batman beat the shit out of people. So stop bitching. And people are wondering about also um, about how it's gonna do with the box office, how it's gonna do with that runtime, if the Avengers. And let's yeah, the Avengers, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame was before, right before the pandemic. But I mean, if you look at Spider-Man No Way Home, it did pretty well. It's not clocking in at three hours, but it's two and a, at least what? It's two and a half. So I think it's all about the movie. If people like it, enjoy it, love it, people are going to see it. People are going to come back. People are going to watch it. Um, and I was. And we actually, can also say. Not to interrupt, but we can also say, but the two biggest sellers in the comic book, what flies off the shelves of the comic books and the box office, one is Spider-Man, mm -hmm. the other one is Batman, so let's not play this game. That's right. 
That's mm -hmm. right. Stop players game. Those are the two biggest sellers in comic book history, Spider-Man and Batman. So let's not play this game. People seem to forget and underestimate the Batman. Exactly. Just because it's... And there's a reason why it's PG-13. There's a reason why there's toys right now. Exactly. You know? Uh, so supposedly the tickets will go on sale on February 10th. I'm waiting for an official announcement because I would love to book a private screening for this. Um, so supposedly that's I'm there. If you do it, I'm there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the fact, and um, so I was watching, believe it or not, I was watching uh, John Campia the other day. <laughs> and I was curious because Grace they, Randolph. Actually, I um I watched Grace, but I wasn't as drawn to Grace what Grace Randolph had, had to say. I was interested with John Campia and the people that he had, because one of the guys with him mentioned that with the running time, the three-hour running time, they have to be there has to be a lot of world building in this three-hour running time, and the yeah. fact that they're teeing it up for at least two more sequels for a trilogy. I mean, you know, there's no way they're going to go in, go all in for this three-hour running time without, you know, expecting it to do well and to set it up for, you know, for sequels. Because the last time we got a solo Batman movie was, of course, The Dark Knight Rises. And, of course, we that was the end of a trilogy. So mm. there's no way that, they, that Warner Brothers is not going to want to, you know, do a trilogy for this. Hey, Mike. Also, I think I think they're gonna do him well because he did so well with the Planet of the Apes films. Right. He did a fantastic job, not just not just critically, but fan financially, he fucking killed it for him. So they're not gonna they're gonna let him have free reign here. Yeah, but you know, Zack Snyder, fuck that guy. Exactly. But Matt Reeves, oh, we love you. <laughs> Uh, Mike, yes, Mike um, who, what, what's the name of the the guy that played the the dude that controls minds in the Eternals? Barry, whatever. Barry, Barry. Keoghan. Yes. Barry okay. He is rumored to be playing the Joker yep. for a future sequel. I don't know if you've seen it. But if if he like he he did like an excerpt of, of the the Joker laugh, and and the smile, like I was just like holy shit! It looks like he got they got this guy from a comic book or something. Where did he do oh. this? I didn't see this. Like I, there, there's yeah. like an excerpt somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what, what okay. it was. But the, way, the way he the he smiled was like it's very. His name's you very know, how, you know how the Joker has like the like that like. Almost like a Batman logo smile, like a like a you know the triangle, or whatever, like the angular stuff. His yeah. name's Barry Wyndham. Barry yeah. Keoghan, K E O G H A N. He's the guy that Jester miss uh, Jester thought was Ezra Miller. Looks like Ezra Miller. Mm. Uh, oh, it's, okay. because there is there is actually a resemblance. I, I can kind of see why he thought that that was Ezra Miller. I can actually see a, a resemblance uh, of some sort, but yeah, he was uh, he he played um, what's his name in Eternals? Uh, Starts with a D. I don't, that's all I remember. Dr Druid. Druid. Druid, yeah. Druid, yeah. Druid. By the way, Pinhead, have you seen? Have you checked out the Eternals on Disney Plus? I saw half of it. Oh, okay. 
so, I, guess, I guess not enough to make you want to finish it, huh? Yeah, he saw enough. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> so let me check who you guys are talking about. So all I read about Barry Keoghan. Barry T. Henry. <laughs> Barry Keoghan. Uh, K-E-O-G-H-A. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I watched a video of him laughing here. It's uh, yeah, that's not Joker material. I don't really th- I don't really think so either. But I at mean, all, that's not even close to Joker material. That's I don't what everybody said. That's what everybody said about Heath Ledger. I don't give a fuck. So that's what everybody said about Heath Ledger. Always remember that. I get that, but that's what everyone said about Jared Leto. I was right. Shocker. There's a lot of other people that are far <laughs> more qualified than Barry. You know, the kid from Gotham. Do we um, really? Hey, do you know, we, I think would be the a kid good, from uh, Shameless in Gotham. Do we really need to go there? No, no. Uh, if we're just who, going on whims, then we need to, we need to have him. No, no. I, I have the perfect Joker, but because he he, he kind of has like the like the the creepiness factor on it. But I don't know if he's gonna shave his beard. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Who? Bray- <laughs> am I, am okay. I wrong? Thank am you I wrong? for that, but no. <laughs> right? I don't think he's gonna shave his he's, beard. Okay, so he's Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, 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 Adam Rotunda, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's too chunky for one he's too chunky no it's uh, not about him being chunky he's his own character no no he's but the, again he, 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 can, he can play that joker pretty well I'm, I'm so, sure uh, for for the audience that's not understanding I'm laughing because Kuya <laughs> I'm not trolling I'm just saying I just think he, he would make yes, a good joker yes you are you cannot say that Brave Wyatt is g- a good choice for fucking Joker. What? I mean, I, I okay, could so, see it. I'm just going to go back real quick to Barry Keoghan. Um, supposedly his brother confirmed that he is... Uh, Barry Keoghan's brother confirmed that he will be playing the Joker on yeah. social media. And although, he, he immediately deleted it. Yeah, and then although they, on on paper he's written down as somebody else in uh, in the Batman, because right. he makes an appearance, I think. Barry Fugit? Kyogen, Kyogen, or Keegan, or I I can't I can't pronounce the fucking British people's names. Yeah, so he's terrible. He's terrible. Alrighty, so moving on. Um, one last thing within within DC. Oh, they also did show um. They debuted the Batgirl costume of uh, Leslie Grace. <laughs> oh boy! Did you guys see that? No. Mm. <laughs> He's got the purple, the purple bat suit. Yes, I, I saw it. It's fucking terrible. It, it's the the sixties purple <laughs> bat suit. Well, yeah. The, like the like the sixties. It's comic book pinhead. It's comic book accurate. It is comic book accurate to the back. That, that's great. Uh, it still looks like trash. So and then um because I think I think she she makes this suit on her own, if I'm not mistaken. At first. Oh she doesn't but, have an iron an iron Batgirl suit? Well, she she's gonna hook up she's eventually gonna work with Michael Keaton's Batman, so I think eventually we're gonna see a suit upgrade then. Mm. 
but she has the red hair. I think she looks great. Um, they're filming right now, and there's more shots of her that was released or leaked yeah. shots in the suit. I think she looks great. I'm excited to see her. And also I will say this: Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Yep. So, I will. I will say this: I'm biased because I have a huge crush on Leslie Leslie Grace. She's fine. She's a beautiful woman. I don't care about this. I just want. I just want her to be good. I don't give a fuck about the suit. Just be good. I don't even care that you're great. I just want you to be good. Mm. And I have. I have. I've. We don't know, but we'll see. Let's just see. She might be great. The costume. It, I'm, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's comic book accurate. It looks like Dollar Tree bargain bin bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. It does. I don't give a fuck that it's comic book accurate. With that being said, I just want a good film. That's all I care about. Just make a good film. I don't give a fuck about your Dollar Tree bargain bin costume. Just make a good fucking film. Because it's quite apparent to us that you don't want to make us have a, a fucking Henry Cavill Man of Steel 2. So we'll go with it. Just make a good film. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. And we're, we're not sure. I can't remember if they confirmed. I think the last time they confirmed it, it's supposed to be a series on HBO Max and not a film. Well, whoopee, whoopee, even so, better, you know. And that's what concerns me because... Nope. All I'm asking is don't be worse than the Watchmen series. Because mm. that was horrid. So. All righty. So moving on. Um, Joss Whedon, of course. Can't shut the fuck up. Um, so Joss Whedon came out days ago. He denies threatening Gal Gadot. And he mm. says her English is not her first language. So she apparently misunderstood him. So, and of course she responded and she said, I understood perfectly and I'm not going to ever interact with him ever again. So it says here on Tuesday night, so this was January 19th, um, Charisma Carpenter responded to Joss Whedon's interview with New York Magazine's Vulture where he denied calling her fat on set. So this is Charisma Carpenter. Um, and then moving, skipping forward, um, Gal Gadot said Whedon threatened her career during the production of Justice League, which we mentioned uh, episodes ago. And he responded and Joss Whedon said, quote, I don't threaten people. Who does that? He added, English is not her first language and I tend to be annoyingly flowery in my speech, end quote. And okay. then he said, um, let's see. So it says here, apparently the concern arose when Whedon and Gadot argued over a scene she wanted cut from the film. This is uh, referring to Justice League 2017, which he, of course, butchered after Snyder left. I'm assuming that maybe the scene where uh, Barry Justice fell is fighting the parademons and um, they're falling down a pit, basically. 
she catches the, the sword that the Flash tips uh, back to Wonder Woman, and then eventually, like when she falls down, uh, the Flash over. tries to save her, and he ends up on top. The yeah. Flash ends up on top of Wonder Woman, and the 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 word is that that the Wonder Woman Wonder Woman is looking away from the camera, so that's a body double. That's the scene that she did not want to do, right. So that's that's most likely what the scene is, and that's why that scene is in that film, in the 2017 film, and then the Flash, you know, Flash accidentally uh, lands on top of her, and then when he realizes it, he gets up. Of course, in the Snyder Cut, we don't see that bullshit scene. Um, so that's most likely what it, this is referring to. So um, she says. Uh, the director, uh, it says the director then jokingly said that if Gadot wanted to get rid of it, she would have to, quote, tie him to a railroad track and do it over his dead body. We didn't explain that. We didn't explain, quote, then I was told that I had said something about her dead body and tying her to the railroad track, quote. Gadot respond, responding to the interview in an email replied, quote, I, I understood perfectly in another instance, Ray Fisher alleged that Whedon's behavior during the making of Justice League was, quote, gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. In his interview with New York, Whedon denied all of Fisher's allegations, including that Whedon had lightened the actor's skin tone. The director claimed Fisher was simply trying to damage his reputation. Quote, we're talking about a malevolent force. Whedon responded, quote, we're talking about a bad actor in both senses, oh, end quote. Geez. But when we all saw the Snyder Cut, when people got to see the Snyder Cut, a lot of the reaction from that was generally, I can't believe they cut this out. And the fact that we're seeing a lot of Cyborg's story, which in the 2017 Justice League was cut out, which Ray Fisher was fighting for. Um, and in the Snyder Cut, we see not only see more of Cyborg's story, but we see more of Ray Fisher's acting performance. And I think it's fair to say that everyone was impressed by his acting performance, being that that was, if I'm not mistaken, that's his first big screen, uh, his movie, first film performance on screen, because he's mostly a theater actor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, if he had said all that before we saw the Snyder Cut, I might have believed him. But it's like, dude, we all saw the Snyder Cut. We know you're full of crap. Yeah. Like, so, for crying out loud, dude. Yep. Should have just kept his mouth shut. Oh, but, yeah. Hey, I guess, I guess it's good because now everybody's going to butcher him. So, I guess it's a good thing he started talking. Yeah. They, they, they fucking uh, crucified him on Twitter already. Oh, yeah. I know. Yep. Alrighty, so a uh, quick Star Wars casting update. It was announced a few days ago that Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be joining Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka. So this is from yeah. the Hollywood Reporter. So of course, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is also, I don't think she's married to Ewan McGregor, but they do have a child together and they've been dating or they're, they're together. And they obviously, they she just gave birth recently to their 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 baby so she's with obi-wan and i guess when you're with obi-wan you gotta you get to be in a star wars show on Disney. Plus. You, you, think, you think she's gonna be one of the the what you call it uh you know the sisters or something i'm not sure 
I have no like, idea. Yeah, like, like the second sister or the fifth sister. I don't know if we're going to see Inquisitors in Ahsoka. We are going to yeah. see Inquisitors in Kenobi. Right. That would be kind of cool, though. So, who knows? I don't know. I don't really like her as an actor, so I'm not she really could be playing Mara Jade. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. She but, could uh, be playing we'll Ray's mother. <laughs> oh, rape, uh, like uh, Miss Palpatine. Yeah, Miss Palpatine. Yeah, Miss Palpatine. Who knows at this point? I'm just curious because they keep stacking that cast. So uh, I'm curious to see how this show will go. Because, um, of course, Hayden Christensen has already been announced. He's, he'll be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker in Ahsoka. Um, and we also have Ukrainian actress Ivana Sakno. And Australian thespian Natasha Liu Bordizo, who was in the most recent um, Crouching Tiger film. So, and we know Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, we know that she can do action scenes. She was, you know, she's had some roles where she's, uh, I think her most recent film is uh, pretty much an action film, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was Birds of Prey, right, with uh, Harley Quinn? Well, she had another film, uh, another a- film after that. Oh, okay, All that's right. pure action. I think where she plays an assassin. Oh, I, oh okay. Kate, I, know, Kate. I know what you're talking about. Was yeah, it Kate? yeah, yeah. I think so. It's yeah, Kate. it's Kate, right? Yeah, I feel not, Yeah, I think that's it. The one on uh, Netflix, I think. Yes, and supposedly she will be returning as Huntress and um, Black Canary in that Batgirl HBO, whether it's a series or a movie. Supposedly they'll be returning there, so okay. just to connect that, yeah. And then of course, moving on to some Marvel. Um, of course, we got the trailer for Moon Knight, uh, yeah. Oscar Isaac, and um, oh my God, what's his name? I'm blanking. Uh, are you? Oh, you talking about Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped so, to see him. I'm really surprised with uh, Oscar Isaac's British accent. Yeah, right. I, I think that's cool because, of course, I'm, I'm not. I'm a little bit familiar with Moon Knight, but not very. So uh, I'm sure, Kuya, you're more familiar with Moon, Moon Knight's character. Yeah, um, they're going into the the psychosis of Moon Knight. It, it's not really you know, like you know. It's, 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 it's there's going to be like a, a select few of of MCU fans that are going to be like, oh, this is going to be cool. Or anything like that, because this is more of a psychological shit. Because he's gonna be um, Moon Knight in the comic books. He's he has a you know he has like split split personalities and shit like that. So yeah, then that's what that's what the, I look like. That's what they're going with, and um, we get to hear uh, Oscar Isaac with a British accent. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I'm look, looking forward to it. It looks it, it looks kind of creepy, weird, whatever. Um, I'll take a gander. I'm not I'm not the biggest Moon Knight fan because he's a fucking hack copy of Batman. So <laughs> the, that's the reason why they created Moon Knight is because they needed like some dark character that uh, scares a lot of people at night. And you know, Moon Knight. I guess. Moon Moon. That's yeah. what I'm calling now, Moon Moon. Pretty stupid, but anyways, yeah, it looks like you know whatever, and it looks like Oscar Isaac is 
uh, all in and he, he's been training for this and shit. So, yeah. You know, Ethan Hawk is in it. So, that's, I don't that's know. what I'm excited about, honestly. When I saw him in the trailer, I was like, yo, Mike. my man's in a Marvel show. That's cool. Yeah. And then another actor who's also on the show just recently died. Yeah. Uh, the, the, a skiing accident. Yep. Yeah. He's playing uh, supposedly the nemesis of Moon Knight in this, but uh, we don't know that for sure. Right. That's French, also, yeah, uh, that's also what I what I saw. I French I remember him from uh, he was in Mads, Mads is um, uh, oh my gosh, Hannibal Lecter series. He played the detective that was uh, interviewing Hannibal. Very good actor. Very good actor. Oh, He's okay. um. The only thing I remember from him is like uh, he did like a couple of commercials for some 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 cologne or something like that, and he was the one that, that was the the face of it. It's the only thing I can remember from from the guy. So yeah, I've never seen him before, but sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Pinhead got kicked out apparently, so I sent him another invite. But yeah, um, yeah, it looks cool. It's coming in towards the end of March, so mm. there's that. And then speaking of Marvel, um, we also have so supposedly there is some leaked photos of Tom Cruise looking a lot like Tony Stark. Oh Jesus Christ! It's supposedly taken from uh, filming of Doctor Strange. And the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I heard yeah, about just, that. So and that was supposedly, the supposedly, yeah, it's gonna be Tony Stark from a different uh universe, of course. Right, right. But that, that's who was gonna be playing him or whatever. Yeah. Originally. What is that what is that am I gonna do? Run around? What the fuck is he gonna do? Run backwards at high speeds and you know, do his own stunts off the side of jets and stuff. That's probably what I'll be doing. I would love to. I got geeked out, so. Yeah, you're good. So we were just, we just talked about Moon Knight. And now we're talking about uh, some leaked photos of our favorite actor and running, running star, Tom Cruise. Thomas Jefferson Cruise. There's some, there's some leaked photos of him looking like Tony Stark, supposedly taken from the set of Doctor Strange. And the multiverse of madness. So <laughs> I'm really excited. I hope we see Tony Stark, Tom Cruise, because he I'm was the sure. was the wasn't he the first candidate? That he he was the choice. Yes. The choice, right? He, he also, was the first choice. He also wanted to play Tony Stark back in yeah. the '90s. He right. really wanted to, but yeah. he didn't get that shot. Thank God. Well, I mean, what better? I mean. How do you how do you play up Iron Man that cash cow, than by you know filling it in with another big megastar like Tom Cruise himself? So and I want who I the fuck cares about? I'm let's hoping, get top let's get Top Gun finally with Val Kilmer so we can. <laughs> we need to get Val Kilmer yeah, back. You can be my big man. You can be my big man. Oh God! Iceman! Iceman! Don't ride too close to the sun, Iceman. Well, you know what they were saying, right? After Spider-Man: No Way Home, they were saying like, "We better get, 
We better be- get George Clooney Batman, Christian Bale Batman, Val Kilmer Batman <laughs> in the Flash, in the Flash uh, Batman movie. If we're getting Keaton and Batfleck, we might as well get all the Batmans. That would be awesome. I mean, if Warner Brothers was smart enough, they would do the, They would pull their shit and make that happen. Because but they you, ain't. You but know, they they won't. Smart. Yeah, exactly. Just like Jester said, they ain't. They won't. Yeah. Flashpoint should have been like brain dead five idiots. years ago. They're brain dead oh. idiots. Warner yeah. Brothers, WB typically stands for waterboarded because that's all I've been <laughs> with their stupid content. That's why CW is getting sold because they're fucking incompetent. So, in connecting with the last piece of news, it is with a heavy heart that I'm sharing with you. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 have been delayed and moved back, supposedly, again to July 14, 2023. Hell yeah. June 28, 2024. Hell yeah. You were supposed to get MI7 this year, but now it's moved back to next year. He tried because he was doing this for everybody. Right. And the future yeah. of the industry, the future of the fucking industry. The future, yeah. So I think I'll like, live without it. I think I'll be okay. And, hey, like like Tony Stark, he's trying to save the world here. Come on. Like, I'm glad it's happening because the longer he takes, the longer the better this film will be. So fuck it. Let and, let's yeah. go into 2025. Well, if I'm not mistaken, they wrapped. They were they were able to finish filming. Reshoots. But supposedly, supposedly, because of the pandemic, they're now delayed. So who knows? Who knows what's Mike, going on there? Mike, don't you understand? This is for the fate of the world. Exactly. There's got to be reshoots. Come on. And this is he for appears, the fate of the world. When he appears in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, he's going to be like, and I am Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's not in that movie. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like praying. Please oh, don't. Be I, I really hope he is because I want to see I all the. I want to see all the Marvel turds and Marvel bosses <laughs> who have said nothing but bring back Iron Man, and then they're gonna bring back Iron Man, and that mask opens up, and it's Tom fucking Cruise. And they're gonna be like, what? what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, wait, so we get that and Ralph Boner standing right next to him as the Quicksilver. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Awesome. And supposedly, going back to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it is going to break the record that Endgame had as far as the most appearances of characters. I I heard that, yeah. I just... There's rumor that we may be seeing Hugh Jackman and the X-Men Fox universe. Mephisto guaranteed, right? Ghost Rider is is rumored, so yeah. I, I really Nicholas Cage Ghost Rider. Yeah, Fuck yeah. They might as well. God, I hope so. Might as well. Please. And then he should say, I'm gonna burn my face off. <laughs> <laughs> let's get some rockets, dude. Yeah, let's go find some rockets. <laughs> like, oh shit, man. Dear oh, Lord. Man. Uh, yeah. Mike, you heard did you hear about um the James Cameron Avatar movie? No, I just saw some stills from Entertainment Weekly. That yeah, um, it's gonna come. It's gonna come out the same day as Aquaman too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, one's gonna move. Aquaman will probably move. So wait, I get I get amber turd or blue turd. Nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, Jason Momoa is now a bachelor, single or bachelor, single bachelor. I know. 
Who the fuck would have thought? He tossed that fucking... Who would have thought? What an idiot. You know? Goodbye, Lisa Bonet. There's that famous meme. Like, it said something like, uh, you you don't have a shot at Jason to get with Jason Momoa. Well, actually, that's now changed. Everyone has an equal opportunity to get with Jason Momoa. (laughs) Well, he was too busy fucking Khaleesi, so that's why... (laughs) Yeah, oh, we, but, so she is now filming. They are now filming Secret Invasion. Uh, there's uh, some photos that leaked of Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, and Amelia Clark filming scenes for uh, filming for Secret Invasion. Is she playing Val Cooper? Is that what it is? No idea. No idea. God. Um, uh. But I do want to mention. Um, I saw some recent movies that I saw. Um, I saw Nobody on HBO Max. Nice. And I was very impressed with that movie. I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Um, and I'm really glad. Um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, hold on. Because <laughs> uh, I Better never call Saul. Yeah. I never really watched Breaking Bad. Steve Odenkirk. Thank yeah. you. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Well, Bob Odenkirk. He was Steve, fantastic. Steve was the other guy. Yeah. He was fantastic. And I was surprised that Christopher Lloyd is still making movies. Like, we always talk about Clint Eastwood directing and making movies. But Christopher Lloyd is still making movies. And that's very impressive. Because I also saw another film that Christopher Lloyd was in. Uh, it's The Tender Bar uh, mm. with Ben Affleck on Amazon Prime. I really enjoy that. It's drama. Mostly drama. It's directed by George Clooney. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is also in that film. We just watched it last night. So that was also fantastic. Um, and then The Last Duel on HBO Max. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I liked the three different perspectives. I fucking hated Adam Driver, as you should, because he's just that damn uh, good actor. Ben Affleck was just having fun with the ladies the whole time. I'm like, you lucky asshole. Um Matt Damon, I thought was good. I didn't mind it. Um, but I, I, uh, Jodie Comer was the standout there. And I was like looking at her, I'm like, I swear I've seen her somewhere. And of course, when I looked at her IMDb, she was in, she's uh, the lead with, uh, in Free Guy. And she was fantastic there as well. Um, I never saw Killing Eve, but I spoke to Pinhead. And she is, I guess, a big part of Killing Eve. Um, but she's just, uh, racking it up with these roles and starring in these big films with these other uh, notable actors. So I really like The Last Duel. And by the way, just to let everyone know who's maybe listening or watching, there is a current deal for HBO Max. It's good until tomorrow. If you subscribe, I think this is also good for current subs- uh, subscribers. It's 20% off each plan, each month. For Good for a year. Good for one whole year. So they are trying to rack up their subscriber numbers, but it's also a great deal because right now there's so much content on HBO Max movies and shows and documentaries. So put it this way, it, I enjoyed. It's such a good deal that I canceled my subscription and then started it up again. <laughs> so you I go. could get that discount. <laughs> there you go. Why not? Yeah. So. Anything else mm. you guys have seen lately that you guys want to talk about? Well, the uh, the last do was the last do oh my gosh i can't talk the last duel was fantastic yes i i was very pleasantly surprised at that movie very bummed that its marketing was garbage and 
it didn't do well. Um, I have been watching Ozark on Netflix. I am about finished with the new season that dropped on the 21st. It is so good. Um, that, that show has utterly surprised me. And that is all I will say. I am I am done for the night, fellas. Like, so. Pinhead, Korea. I saw yeah. No Time to Die. Um, with with my wife, and then a couple of days later, I had my parents watch it. Is is the very last uh, Bond with the uh, um what's his name? Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Um, a lot of people panned it because they didn't like it, they didn't like the ending, they didn't like the, the movie, the villain, whatever, all that stuff. Um in, in the first uh first few scenes of um Casino Royale uh, M, which uh, was portrayed by James Judy Dench, said that um Bond uh wasn't capable of love because he was so fucking selfish. So when 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 he did what he did at the end of the movie, it it kind of gave it a full circle. It kind of gave gave um. It it gave, it gave him that heroic death that that was you are the you know I guess spoilers. You know, he, he fucking died in the movie. Yeah, thanks for ruining it. Hey, go fuck uh, yourself. I saw it. I enjoyed it too. But, I haven't seen um, it, so that's cool. Thanks, Kuya. <laughs> yeah so so he died in the movie but like you know again there's a reason for him dying in the movie and you guys will understand the reason why he had to he had to die so it, it's a good it's a good uh, send-off for uh for daniel craig um i i like a lot of bond fans they didn't like it because they said it was too too talky or whatever it's almost the same talkie as Casino Royale, so I I never understood, you know. Dude, the, the, yeah, it, it was it was like oh, there's no there's not a whole lot of action. I'm like the the first fucking ten minutes there was action already. Ooh, so out of the Arma scene, oh my god, where's her yeah. spinoff movie? Like she she needs to be more in the movie, if, as far as I'm concerned. She she was so perfect yeah. playing playing her role. She was fantastic. Um, yeah, God, she was so pretty. She can beat me up in that dress anytime. Dude, she can, yeah, she can shoot me with whatever the fuck she wants to shoot me with. Dude. I don't care. With um, an accent, oh man. Yeah, and she, she again, like the, the the movie itself was good. I I enjoyed it, and then, um, but I think a couple of days ago, I I revisited some some. Something that I actually is are is fond of. <laughs> this is probably the the fifth time I think or sixth time that I've seen The Harder They Fall, and I fucking love that movie so much, bro. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. The Harder They Fall. It it maybe it's maybe it's a western, but it's not the typical western that you guys think. It, it, it yeah, I need to get anything. on that. I need to watch that one. That's it, what it's fa- it's fantastic. You know, it, it's. It's based on real characters in in, in the old west, but it, it, the 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 plot and the story itself is fiction. So it, it's it's all made up, but it's the it's the, the characters are all real. So yeah, go watch that. Cool, Ben here. 
All I'm watching right now is on Showtime, which is Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is fucking fantastic. It's one of the best shows of all time right now. It's literally Lord of the Flies for chicks, but it's more than that. So it's very well written. I highly recommend, if especially if you have Showtime, you can get a free Showtime subscription and you can watch it. And the only other thing is the JFK Revisited Through the Looking Glass, which is Oliver Stone's new documentary on his continued research on the JFK assassination. Fantastic. On the same on the same broadcasting system, which is Showtime, that's it. That, that, that's the only thing that matters right now is Yellow Jackets and the JFK shit, so... So Fuck I'm, everything else. I'm familiar with Yellow Jackets because I follow Jester and Quia's favorite young up-and-comer actress, Ella Purnell, who also played the daughter of Batista in Army of the Dead. Oh, Jesus Christ. She, she's in Yellow Jackets, too. Um, but there's also... Did, did, did she, my, my question is, did she show her... I will, say, I will say this. She's not as obnoxious as she is in the fucking... She's still obnoxious, but she's not as obnoxious as she is in fucking army of the <laughs> fucking there you go. Did, did she show her tits? Find out. Go see ooh, the series. Ooh, ooh, challenge. Challenge. But yeah, so yeah. she might not show her tits, but she might get her pussy played with. Who knows? Oh, oh shit. It's up to you. <laughs> it's up oh, to you to see. So. I'm looking at the cast. Uh, so you've also got Christina Ricci. Juliet Lewis, Melanie Linsky, Sophie Thatcher, Samantha Hanratty. So, some really impressive um, actors there. Yep. And there's psychological drama. There's a reason before that. There's a reason for that. There's a switch that we normally I don't like flashbacks and flash forwards, but this show makes them like Chef's Kiss. So, is it based on the jackets? One of my favorites of the year. Is it based off of a book or anything else? Well, it's, it, like I said, it's it's Lord of the Flies. It's oh, okay. Lord of the Flies, but but it's not it's not adapted per se, like specifically. No, it's not. But okay. it, 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 it you can obviously tell anyone that has read the Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, knows that this is what they're stealing it from. It's just females, you know, because. Reasons, <laughs> but it's 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 a very well it's a very well told story because they go under the guise of what Lord of the Flies is and they completely do their own thing. That's cool. And I'm being very vague because the show unfolds like when you watch the show. It unfold. It's like an onion. It just it just peels and peels and peels. So I could go far more in depth with it, but it would be spoiling any anything for anybody. If especially if you have a Showtime subscription, check out Yellow Jackets. You have no reason not to miss it. It's 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 one of the best shows of the year. Cool. So. Alrighty. Well, that's the show. It's been a lot of fun. It's nice to reunite after a bit, after a while. 
So, mm. alrighty. Go fuck yourselves. Thank you guys for listening or watching. Until then, the I'll Batman is coming. Go fuck yourselves. I guess are that too. Yeah, whatever you guys want to do, I'm good. <laughs> back to back to back to back to back to back. Oh, and Superman and Lois, Korea's show is favorite. Korea's uh, favorite show is back. Hey, oh. no, there's not a whole lot. Of, there's not a whole lot of teenage angst, but you know what? There's more adult angst now. Fuck yeah! Yeah, some good drama. Some good drama. Yay! The show evolved, guys. The show evolved. So now it's adult angst. Oh boy. All right.